Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how most toilets flush in E flat. Yep, My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly, hi, hi. Brad Polly, hi everybody, and together we are the Inglorious Pastors. I knew a guy in college, the music professor in college, had perfect pitch, and he could hear a chainsaw, and you'll be like, it's B flat, or whatever. Well, who's going to tell him he's wrong? Well, but yeah. I mean, unless you have a tuning fork or a guitar tuner with you. He definitely knew what he was talking Human about. Human tuning fork? Yeah, something like that. Guys, we got to hurry this along. Big Celebrity Big Brother's on tonight, so it's yeah, the You know what? You can eat shit on that. Yeah. So. Also known as Big Brother, I need a paycheck. God. Yeah, I can't wait. Omarosa's is going to be there. Who, I don't even, who is that? I don't even know who that person she was, is. Well, she uh, worked for the Trump administration. Yeah, she did. Oh, well. So she go. was on, uh, on Apprentice and then Celebrity Apprentice. And then she worked in the White House, and then she got escorted out of the White House. Is this, a, is this in English? I have no idea what you're talking about. I couldn't care less. Could not care less about this person. If you want to talk that about show. Celebrity Big Brother, hit me up at MJ Basinger on God. Twitter. Yeah, you do that. Go ahead and leave yeah. us out of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, announcements. We have Lint Reflections coming to our Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have regular episodes of Pastors Community Church. Brad... Gives little little talks, yep. little meditations. Finished another one today. Just haven't recorded it yet. Yeah. So. it's lit. And then we have other things too. We haven't done a pub crawl in a while. We haven't done. Well, one. We've had so much other extra content. We yeah. haven't had to content, yeah. content, content. That's right, baby. Yes, we've got just, a turd. Another turd talk coming up this blowing weekend. Blowing our hot content all over everybody. Oh, Jesus. Whoa, red light. <laughs> yes. Red Rover, Red Rover. Keep that shit on yes. your own side. Um, Don't bring that over. <laughs> God, <laughs> just gonna cover all of you with hot content. Yeah. So uh, last week we tried to keep it right keep it face. in our pants, um, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. So so this week is just gonna be a shit. It's show. gonna be all <laughs> dick jokes all the time. <coughs> we got to make up for it. Du- double dick jokes. <laughs> so hi, all of you new Rachel Held Evans fans. Starting to look like a triple dick joke. What? No. It's a rainbow song. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. I have no idea what he's talking about. I thought he said double rainbow, and I was on board with that until he said double rainbow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we should do a Rambo marathon. Like, Speaking of shitting people, can we listen to some Nugent? Yeah. Dude, he's a gutter human, but this song kicks ass. He's terrible. <laughs> Don't you know, even at me. I wondered today. I was like, what's Brad going to play tonight? Like last week, your know, last two weeks have been Billy Ocean. <laughs> we so had to go, go a little harder. So we're going to go with Cat Scratch Fever tonight. Um, okay, uh, giveaway. We're going to give away some some shiz. Uh, Rachel Held Evans Here, book. How about some Wang Dang Sweet Poon today? How about not? Yeah, I'm gonna that's have the to worst name for a song <laughs> ever. That, that's your that's your Christian right political hero Ted Nugent with the song Wang Dang Dang Sweet Sweet Poontang. All right. And see, Poontang, yeah, I don't know if you guys knew. I don't know how to transition into giving (laughs) away Rachel Held Evans books. (laughs) Nope. Could you guys quit talking about that for five minutes so I can can give away some books? Can you play a palate cleanser or something? Oh, man. about Coconut by Harry Nielsen? Okay. Yeah, we need a palate cleanser. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. All right. (laughs) We're going to give away... Five copies of Rachel Held Evans' book, upcoming book, Inspired. The first copy we're going to give away is to Meg at Rose Nose 820. 
the second copy we're going to give away is to at Paul Fodder. Barely knew her. Didn't touch her. <laughs> Paul, it's a new turd. So, yeah. The third giveaway is to Jason Plant at Seventh White. That sounds racist. I don't know how. We'll assume it's not. We're gonna we're gonna assume that Jason Plant is not racist, but. God, I'm gonna wake up to this goddamn yes, song. You are. Yep. Put the lime in the I like Harry Nelson. That song is terrible. All right. The fourth <laughs> giveaway is at Jesse Knipple. Sorry. Yes. Yes. It is. Yes. Um, and then last but not least, the fifth giveaway is for Hannah Franklin at underscore Hannah RF underscore. <laughs> That's a lot of underscores. So we got Meg, <laughs> Paul, Jason, Jesse, Hannah. There you go. Uh, if you'd like to um, collect your goods in uh, June, and well, we're gonna we're gonna pre-order it now. Yeah. Uh, so I don't forget. Um, <laughs> and send us a DM on Twitter uh, with your address, uh, and we'll post this on Twitter too. Who won? Uh, speaking of people who haven't collected their goods, Just Duncan. Uh, she won a she won a book. Still hasn't collected. Yeah. Well, there so, you go. If you if you'd like to collect your uh, your Sarah Fader book, Jess Duncan, uh, you know, just did you add her on Twitter? Yes, I added her oh, on Twitter. Maybe she's taking a Twitter break. No response. Break. I don't know. Whatever. So anyway, those are the winners. Congrats! I feel like you should do a drum roll or something. Well, you don't do a drum roll after you've announced everything. Go ahead, do it. A drum roll? I'm not yeah. doing a drum roll. Right. Lots some more hairy well, fine. <laughs> there. How about that? Good job. You Yay. win. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. What are you drinking? Turn it off. God, thank you, Michael. Hey, what are you drinking? <laughs> you did, Dude, that song kicks ass. Come on. We're gonna get through this. Vinyl. We're gonna <laughs> eat some blue. Of course you do. <laughs> hey, what are you drinking now? Coming in at number five. <laughs> if I find a Ted Nugent album for six bucks in vinyl, I'm buying it. I'm sorry. No. I, have, I have no problem with that, and that's what I did. Only so. if it's used. It's it was used. used. Yeah. 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 All right. What are we drinking? Uh, What is this? Oh, well, we had... Uh, <laughs> you had a blue can of Yeah, it was from fire. Mad Tree Brewing. This was from Ryan Barbawire. Barbawire. Uh, it's from Cincinnati. Mad Tree Brewing. What was it called? Winter or something? Uh... Yeah, I have no idea. Thundersnow. Thunder yep, that's what I meant. Thundersnow. It, it is kind of a... It reminded me a lot of the Sam Adams Winter Lager. Very similar. Nice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was really good. A little though. bit spicier. Really Like good. a little bit more spice in that one than... And this, we are drinking oh, wait, wait. a got, milkshake. Let me, let me take a... Oh, oh okay, you had that. What is this? How do you say that word? I can't read it from Azateca? Azateca? Yeah. Azaka? Azaka. Founders Brewing Company's... Azaka, India Pale Ale. I'm sure it's Azaka. Sure. How do you spell it, Michael? A Z A C C A. Azaka. Named after the Haitian god of agriculture. Oh, yeah. Same. Well, there you go. No, you're not named after the Haitian god of agriculture. It's it's from Founders. It's it's it was 15 bucks for a 15 pack. I was like, there's no way I'm not getting this. It was so, good. It was yeah, really good. Yeah. I, it's, I, a, I, it's a really good IPA. I hardly ever finish a beer. On Wednesday nights, those are good because we have so many. Yeah, but I finished that. It's one. delicious. It's citrusy. Yeah, yeah it's it is. just it's, it's really a really good, good IPA. Uh, this is uh, just pure pure milkshakey goodness. Man, 
uh, from New Holland Brewing. This is a special buy. It's one of their Dragon's Milk Reserves. Yeah. This we is had their, one of these earlier, like, months ago. Mexican, it was spice. Mexican spice cake. Yeah. This one is a salted, salted caramel uh bourbon barrel stout it is it's just, it's good but man it is it is dessert beer i it need, you know what it needs it needs a scoop of vanilla ice cream in yeah it. It, it really does i mean for sure yeah how do you feel about that buddy it's so good it is it's i mean it's, it's, really, it's pure really vanilla really and caramel and it's just yeah it's so good i'm at a point where uh i'm i'm getting over the stout phase because i was on a stout phase for a while um but that is so freaking great yeah well as it warms up the weather warms up a little bit here in the next month or so we'll start I'm going to try and get a, a beer mustache. <laughs> Aim high, buddy. That's Well, you don't have any hair on your upper lip, so have, it's probably going to be hard to do. I have a little stubble right now. Why don't you grow a mustache? Have we ever discussed that? Let's not talk about it. It's private information. Yeah, why don't you ever grow a mustache? Um, grow a goddamn mustache. I'm not, I'm not Amish, but my beard is. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. No, I, uh, I I can't grow hair right here. It doesn't, doesn't but if you let the mustache well. go long enough, it'll cover it. I don't. That's, that's what I do. It's too weasley. Yeah, that's probably true. It's not very... Th- it doesn't come in. He would probably look like a creepy asshole with a mustache. Yeah, well, he kind of does anyway. Yeah. yeah, well, that's fair. We don't want to make that worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, the creep level. He's is... not quite scaring little children yet. We don't want to yeah. yeah. exacerbate that. I used to scare uh, Brad's kids pretty well. They, yeah, they didn't like. They you. hated you. Yeah, well, just one of them. Abram. Abram. Well, he didn't. Fairness, he doesn't like anybody. Yeah. So. No. he likes Uncle Man. But he he really likes Uncle Man like Purse. Me. He does. He calls you Uncle Man Purse. Oh, so does right. your five-year-old. Yes. Um. <laughs> So this round is on. Well, there was this was a round was going to be on someone. They never got back to me on their bio, and it's been like two weeks. Who was it? I'm not going to say their name. They don't deserve it. Whenever they give me their bio, we'll talk about their name. They don't get two. They don't get double rounds. They only get one round. At least, at least you're not petty. So this round is on the Pastors Pub. If you'd like to buy us around, go to Patreon.com/slash/PastorsPodcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pastors Community Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, and Hymns of Reconstruction. At uh, any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Mm -hmm. Things discussed in the pub this week. Casey for Esther <laughs> is now the queen of the pub. Yes, she is. The Sauron, Sauron, has, Sauron been, has been defeated. She's been ta- you know that tower falls and Lord of the Rings. That's what happened. Frodo threw the ring into the <laughs> the the pile of uh, the the lake of fire. The Mount pile Doom. of fire. The Mount, pile of fire. Well, he pile. threw it off Mount Doom into the, the what is that place called? The 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 lake. Isn't there like a it's name? Mount for that? Doom. No, it's Mount Doom. He threw it He's, into a mountain, Michael. Okay, whatever. <laughs> So Casey is, is I'd with, ask if you read the books, but I'm sure I know the answer. I have read the books and it's I can't it's been years. <laughs> been years. Hobbit was my favorite. Hobbit's all right. Hobbit was pretty great. The movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. I tried to like it. I own them all on <laughs> Blu-ray, but it's <laughs> I, 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 They're piles of shit. I own them they all. They are terrible. <laughs> if that is God, the grade it is, it is, A me, it is, it is, that is so literally the most on brand thing yeah. ever for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also had some health scares in the pubs. Yes. The pub. Um, so that was not fun. Um, we talked about how uh, microwaving fish uh, in the break room Ugh. should be a capital yeah, Why would anybody I don't do know, that? Man. Why are people so terrible? People did that in the factory, man. It's like, what are you I even, doing? Okay, so I occasionally will... I take a lot... Most most days I'll take yeah, a lunch. Yeah, your fish really stinks. Yeah, I but, remember that. No, but I... 
ate it outside of the car yeah. just so you didn't have to smell it when we were, you were traveling very thoughtful, together. But yes. it still smelled. Well, you know what, asshole? It was my car, and I was nice enough to try to mitigate that. No, no, fuck you. That's for you. That's fine. I can do it to myself. <laughs> I'll it's bet more, you can. It's more pleasurable that way. Wow. You know what? Now I wish I would have made the car smell like shit. I, I, I do. In, in hindsight. No, that's, yeah. that's my car. <laughs> God. No, you are very thoughtful. You are very nice. You are a very good boy. I appreciate you. A very good boy. You're very, you're very delightful. Thank you. Being. Who's Dad. my good boy? Thank you, Dad. Who's I my good boy? That. You're my good boy. Um, we also talked about the Super Bowl halftime show. What are your guys' thoughts? I thought it was all right. It a lot of people hate it. It was fine. It was it, fine. It, what do people expect from that shit? Like, of course, it's going to be pop music fodder. Like, no one is ever going to top Prince. We're not no. even going to try. No. It was amazing. He was fine. He yeah, was I, fine. Thought, I thought it was entertaining. It was, it was entertaining. entertaining. Uh, speaking yeah. of, uh, by the way, uh, Prince is dead to me. <laughs> the yeah, dude, the dude can sing. The dude can dance. Yeah, it was like, fine. The outfit, not really sure what he was doing with that. Well, he just but, released uh, an album that's basically a pop country album, essentially. Like he's in the wo- he's in the woods. Like I don't, I, I don't know. get it. Anyway, I, yeah, whatever. He's deep, deep in the woods. Anyway, yeah. it was fine. I had to watch the. Last the game song. was great because Tom Brady walked off dejected. So yeah. that was that was. He's neat. five and five in Super Bowls. Yeah. Which he's played in ten Super Bowls. Yeah, so. that's kind yeah. of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch the last song Justin Timberlake three times because my uh, daughter loves <laughs> <The> trolls. trolls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. She, yep. Play it again. <laughs> Play it again. Shut up, Daddy's drunk. Um, Is that what she said? No, I wasn't drunk. <laughs> Is that before you hit her? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Good lord, don't even. Just I said I no need. more trolls. God damn it. We're just asking since you did murder a dog when you were. I have, I do not. It's only one step away from hitting your kids. Do yeah, really. any it's, kind of abuse. There's no abuse psycho in my that household. would murder a, a puppy. My house is capable of my so much more. Abuse free since '83, <laughs> the year I was born. Yes, except free. for that dog you killed. Except for the dog you. Killed. That was at somebody else's house. Because so, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> I love how you get a do over because it, you murdered a dog at somebody else's house. Yes. <laughs> I didn't murder. It was a, it was no, an accident. The mulligan. It was at somebody else's house. Uh, pretty. I'm pretty sure um, uh, coyotes ate two this of my is, cats. Well, you have like thirty. So I had four cats. I've had plenty over the. But I'm pretty sure we, ha- we heard some coyotes. My goddamn neighbor, like whoever my neighbor, not a, my neighbor, but the, some idiot has like a deer set up. Uh, like tr- trying to catch deer in, in Wait, the field. What, what? Is this like a fish hook or what? Like, no, he's trying to catch deer. Was he trapping he them? Up no, a net? He has like cameras and stuff. Anyway, he saw my dogs. My neighbor in his deer net. He called goddamn animal control. <laughs> so now we have to have our dogs on on like an invisible fence bullshit. So they can't roam around like they do out in the goddamn country. Literally, Sorry. like you're in the country. I am in you the country. Like, you are. You go to the ass crack of nowhere and turn. This left. guy doesn't even live near <laughs> they me. They go three more miles. God. God. Yeah. yeah. So I'm living out in the country. So now I have to have my dog, <coughs> dogs um, kind of caged in, not caged in, but on an invisible fence. Um, so they were keeping the daggum coyotes at bay, man. <laughs> so now the coyotes are freaking. I love that you just used the phrase daggum coyotes. Yeah. God, where are we right now? Okay. The, well, the, hold the, on. the dogs are Gandalf. So the daggum coyotes are back. They're, they're freaking. 
Those they're, they're cotton sur- picking coyotes. <laughs> Tarnation. They are they are surrounding the the the, the perimeter of Get my house. Gun. Fuck those things up, man. Nobody well, cares. It's a coyote. Well, I, I got a twenty two. You well, were experienced at killing canines. Anyway, this shouldn't be hard for you. They abducted <laughs> two of our cats. Abducted. <laughs> were they holding it for ransom? I can only <laughs> he gets a call and it's just like. <laughs> so some asshole who wants to shoot deer have have has inadvertently killed my cats, two of them. So by proxy, is by that, proxy, it's because he set up a deer net. Yeah, because he doesn't want my dogs running his deer off. That's deer net, and con- con- consequently running the coyotes in straight into my arms. Back How many guns do you have? Can I sit out on your porch again. sometime and snipe coyotes? Oh, um, dude, we should do that. I would love to do I've that. I've got a twenty-two. Um, I have. I've got a gun. And for any animal rights people, fuck off. I'm, they're I am all for animals. These coyotes things are, are disgusting, worst, nasty they motherfuckers. Yeah. Every, they are awful, yeah. and they're everywhere. I've got. I've got my my grandfather's gun, which you know it is what it is, uh, and then sawed off. Yeah, it's not. He has soft. to get like three feet from the coyote, and blows his face off. He has to let it charge him. And then uh, Sarah has a gun as well. So. Sarah has a gun. Yeah, she probably is not happy that I'm telling people this, but it's true. She in here. It's not like we're gun. out. Like, hey, let's go buy some guns. It's all. Sarah's got a gun. It's all inherited guns. Whole world's come undone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, also discussing the pub. That was a total tangent. Uh, I started watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. He's got a good Aerosmith deep cut there. Wait, what was that? Uh, I started watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, that's Nobody pretty cares. riveting. Um, All the things I've been posting the pub, and that's what you brought up. It's a big deal. There are a lot of comments on there. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know where I'm at right now. <laughs> Are we? We don't have Fat Pastor Zoo. No, nah, we have no Fat right. Pastor. So it is news feed to the news feed. Into the news feed. There's no reality. <laughs> Every week. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the news feed. Yeah. What do we got? Go ahead, Bobby. From FoxNews.com. They're on your side. No, they're not. No, they are most decidedly not. I almost didn't use this just because it's from Fox News. (laughs) Uh, Anywhere but on your side. Yeah. Uh, Woman denied emotional support peacock on United Flight. (laughs) I saw this. What? So, so many questions. So, (laughs) Live and Let Fly reported earlier this week. I didn't go to that website. Apparently, that's a website. Live and Live let fly. fly. <laughs> I'm like a bird. Yeah. I only fly away. I don't know where I'm What's going. the better version? The Beatles or Guns N' Roses? Blackbird singing in the dead. Nope, of not that night. song. That is a good song. Uh, I'm just thinking songs with birds in it. Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of think so. Too. Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story? Uh, oh, Live yeah. and Let Fly reported earlier this week that even though the unidentified woman claimed that she had a second ticket for the Peacock, the airline denied her request. A spokesperson for United further tells Fox News that the traveler with the Peacock uh, they were was told uh, she would not be able to bring it on board. This animal did not meet guidelines for a number of reasons, including his weight and size. Uh, we explained this to the customers on three separate occasions before they arrived at the airport. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, so these assholes know, just you know, showed up with uh, a goddamn bird. And we just you can't up. put a peacock on an airplane. They're like, huge. They are. They're huge. They birds. are. They are gigantic. <laughs> Photos of the unusual scene were shared to Facebook by travel talk show The Jet Set. I don't know. Why? Why? Sparkling online commenters to both condemn and champion United's decision. Unbelievable. This has to stop now, one user wrote. I'll take the majestic peacock over the five plus dogs that have attacked my coworkers just this past holiday season. Another supposed airline staffer fired back. Okay, first of all, just bring all you, your animals you have, to my backyard. If you have an emotional support dog, they're not going to fucking bite you. Right? They're trained yeah, yes. not to do that. Yeah. So that's bull. That's a bullshit it comment. Is, totally. If you have a tr- trouble with any of your animals, just bring them to my backyard. <laughs> I've got some coyotes. He's got. He's got what is that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh this is mine. That's my phone. I'm Thanks, sorry. Brad. What do you? Do? I don't know what happened. It was just it a, a video started. Well, on pretty much again. a riot, and all we'll get to okay. my story here. Uh, anyway, uh, so the news comes on heels of Delta's controversial crackdown of emotional support and service animals. Crackdown on January nineteenth, the airline announced forthcoming restrictions in hopes of curbing an abusive policy and an eighty-four percent increase in ill animal behavior, such as urinating, defecating, biting, and attacks on flights. So, I so Delta's doing that. So United's like, okay, we need to probably like. It's not. Peacocks are not emotional. Support. No, they're like, not. Stop. Yeah, I mean, I, like I understand the need for that yep. kind of stuff, but a peacock really. Yeah. Like, if you, especially if you, when you've been told a couple of times, that three times not getting yes, on a plane. Three times. I'm okay. And you bring with, it anyway. I'm okay with peacocks being an emotional. Yeah, but you're support, not. T- don't put them on an airplane. But only at your home. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just stay home. Yes. If, 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 if yeah. you've got a. A peacock. You can't get like a portable peacock or some some sort of miniature <laughs> peacock. You can tout a robotic around. peacock. Uh, yeah. Further. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Why don't we have robotic emotional support animals? Because they'd be emotional support robots and not animals. We let's get into that shit. Oh, that's a sex doll. Yeah, I was saying, it's pretty much a sex doll. Fine. And we about every third episode we have a sex. That's doll. That's what I use for my emotional support. <laughs> sex dolls. Yeah. Um, further, as of March, a Delta flashlight is not a sex robot, man. Yeah. It's just an instrument. Okay, I have an emotional support instrument. <laughs> sex dogs is what you need. A sex dog. <laughs> Wait, a robot. Not no bestiality. Just what, what are you what, talking where did about? You, what Who the knows? hell is wrong? So you went. We went from flashlight to bestiality. He is just in his own universe. Okay, let me just finish God. this. Further, as of March, Delta will not allow exotic emotional support animals, including. Ferrets, insects, spiders. Ferrets are disgusting. Goats or animals with tusks or hooves. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> walking onto a freaking flight in a freaking goat. Just Look, sitting in the middle of the aisle. Bro, you can have uh, emotional sport uh, miniature ponies. It's a thing. Right, but probably not on a plane. Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. <laughs> Bye-bye, <laughs> little Sebastian. <laughs> I, I teared up with that episode. I'm not going to lie. Why wouldn't you? It, it, it was a dead fake horse. Yeah, it was. It, was it wasn't though. fake. It was a real. It little was Sebastian real. was real. He didn't really die, Michael. Not in the... Not in reality, but like in the you guys understand that TV's not real, It was a right? touching moment. You absolute cyborg. Well, Jesus. Pa- Parks and Rec is uh, a documentary. Emotions are for, for idiots. Oh, Is that man. before after Sean Raffley said, your eyes are going to piss tears? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was caught up in that moment. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's what I've got. So don't take peacocks on airplanes. Okay. Peacock um, is a funny word because there's there's two words in there that's The word cocks in there, Michael. And I know. The and the word pee. I know, did Michael. We watch, uh, did we watch the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Okay. Um, no, you weren't. In spirit. <laughs> 
<laughs> what what are you? Yeah. God. Like, <laughs> like I listen back to episodes and it's like like whatever Michael's random, my favorite. Whatever random shit comes in his head, he just lets go. Like it's oh, just there's no just, there's uh, no filter whatsoever. The spirit's moving, guys. Nope. Just get And he just starts own. talking and hopes something Go comes out that river. makes sense. Okay. Uh, bye, so bye. when the when the matchup came out, there's going to be the 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 Eagles and the Patriots, literally the two worst fan bases in all of sports. Yeah. Yes. Just just yes. awful. Ghouls. Just ghouls. Yeah. Awful human beings. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my my hope was that uh, a chasm would open up at the fifty yard line, like. In, uh, Peacocks would come sw- yeah. swooping <laughs> and in. just and just swallow everyone. Um, <laughs> some rogue coyotes. Uh, so so Philly just wins and, and it was their first Super Bowl victory in, in their in their long history. And uh, just, fan fan ate, ate, ate horse shit. Yeah, I saw this. See this? Why? There's video. Why? Uh, well, because they're idiots. Uh, they are they are literally shit eating morons. <laughs> so, Quite literally. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's video of uh, it's it's an Eagles fan. Why in his jersey? Well, they were rioting, and he was probably I'm, drunk. No, there's no problem. Was, like, was there a bet to it? Or was I, it no, like, like it's so the video. This is how you celebrate. I watched it and was gagging while I was well, watching yeah. it. So uh, he leans down because they had horse cops all over the place. It, like that's gonna help, right? Like. Yeah, horse, cop. horse cops. It's fucking strapped. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Horse cops. Horse cops. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Horse cops. Nay, nay, motherfucker. All right. Um. So. Horses shit, and so the horses were shitting all over the place because apparently they were excited too. And, uh, and an Eagles Let's fan gets that. down on hands and knees uh, with a camera in his face. And the ironic part of the video is he intentionally, he is wearing a, an Eagles scarf and a jersey. He's, he's, he's very careful to not get any of that in the pile of horse shit. But in his picks mouth. Picks up a pile of shit and puts it in his mouth. Wasn't there a Jackass episode where they did that? I don't probably. I think Steve-O ate some That's horse like shit. That's like every Jackass. So, yeah, know. Eagles fans literally shit-eating morons. Mm. So... I don't like. I don't understand. I, there's. I mean. I don't understand the whole riot when you win, riot when you lose. Like, I don't understand the riot either way. Who I, gives a shit? That's what it's I'm saying. a like, football game. I don't, like setting things like, on fire and yeah. dumping cars. Like, like you you can't release your emotions I, some other way. I mean, it's like, just it's just the stupidest thing ever. Like I've been it's, I've it's, been it's excited. Football. It's football. It's a freaking game. Yeah. It is an absolute. Game. I've been excited about like Indiana wins yeah. and stuff, but like. I've never like set anything on fire because of it or turned a car over. Nor have I ever really wanted to. No, like it's, it's never, never even been no. a thing where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll eat some. Maybe I'll eat a pile of horse shit. I'm pretty excited. Um, I just, yeah, I maybe I'll get diphtheria and die. I mean, that can't be good like, for you. No, no, right? no, I mean, no, no, no. no. that guy it's had not. to get violently ill. I would, think I would so. think. Yeah, I mean, you're eating literal shit. Yeah, I, yeah. as opposed to figurative shit. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I mean, I just, that's, that's what everybody that's what eats. This podcast that's is. what everybody eats on this podcast every week is figurative shit. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Pastor's podcast, figurative shit. Figurative shit. Eat it. Eat it all. Eat, eat it. Our, eat that chocolatey eat goodness. Our, eat our figurative shit. Um, that's our new tagline. You're welcome. Uh, I've got, I do have one more. Uh, the we have a, we have a follow up on your story, Matt, that you had a, a, a couple months ago. Okay. 
of the jackass flat earther that wanted to launch his rocket. <laughs> yes, uh, I saw this. <clears throat> flat earther's rocket launch fail spectacularly. Disappointing tens of tens is the headline, <laughs> which I thought was really, really great. Um, Michael, Mad Mike Hughes, uh, once again failed to launch his rocket for flat earth, in quotes, research. 61-year-old limo driver. Um Says there was a problem with the rocket's actuator caused its ignition to malfunction. <laughs> yeah, so, I gotta check the yeah. specs on the uh, inline girder. So this, gotta, is, this, gotta, says, gotta bomb actuator. this says, since he wholeheartedly seems to believe the Same. earth is not round, a fact proven time and again in infinite permutations, it's hard to say if Hughes actually knows what's going on with this rocket. No, he has no fucking idea. And it's, it's not even going to go as so high as like a regular no. airplane. It's not even going to go as high as a building. In 2014, he blasted himself 1,374 feet in a, in a homemade rocket, a feat he claims to have achieved. This is the best line in the history of anything written. <laughs> he claims to have achieved without the help of science. <laughs> Get this quote from this asshole. Check out this asshole. I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through yeah. the air. Uh, yes, Hold on. From the last episode. About yeah. the certain size of rocket nozzles and thrust, but that's not science. That's just a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah there is. <laughs> you say that. God, what an asshole. This guy. Like, here's the thing. So I saw. Okay. This is This Week Tonight with Matt Polly. Matt, over to you. So, did you just kick it over to yourself? Yeah, I did. So, did. I saw... I'm the only one that has the thing. So, I saw... I saw, like... So, Elon Musk, like, launched yeah, his dude. rocket, which was fucking awesome. Well, the way, we have rocket. somebody in the pub that helped develop that technology, yes, fun fact, yes, in the did. early 90s. Yeah. So, so, we're not just a bunch of dipshits, in case yeah. you're wondering. Well, at least one of us isn't. <laughs> There's at least a rocket scientist yeah. among us. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I, 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 he launches this rocket. It was amazing. I watched it on YouTube. It was fa- just fun. Like, that just fascinates the hell out of me. The yeah, space me and rockets. Yep. And, like, it's unbelievable we can launch stuff into space. Yeah. So I saw an article title that said, did Elon Musk just, like, get rid of the, f- like, destroy the flat earth theory? I'm like, stop giving credence yeah. to these fucking assholes. Yeah, I mean, it just, is not a legitimate no, theory. It's not. It's, it's a bunch idiots. of crazy morons. Yeah. Who have a fucking GeoCities page yeah. that they've been maintaining for twenty years? Yeah, it's They're not, not, a, it's not legit science. Just stop even it's talking not, about it. It's not legit science. No. There's actual science. The Earth is round. Fucking vaccines work. Stop <laughs> making shit up. It's just just because you think you have an opinion you saw on an Instagram post of somebody's fucking meme from three years ago doesn't mean that it's true. Well, actually, Snopes says that. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving's like, oh, I did some research Kyrie on it Irving. on on Insta on the on the on on the on Facebook and on Instagram and on the internet, dude. It's not that's not research. It's no. not research. You just dicking around on the internet. It's not research. If you want cold hard God. facts, go to jizzmuzzle.com. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this has been this week tonight with Matt Polly. Stay tuned next week as Brad talks about something else. Will I? All right. I don't know. We'll find so, because this is our bird episode, um, <laughs> Goose Hunter knocked unconscious by dead bird falling from the sky. <laughs> so, experience experience hunter in Maryland wound up in the hospital on Thursday after recently uh, he, he shot a, a Canadian goose and it fell out of the sky and landed on his head. Um, 
It's around 5 p.m. And somewhere God laughed. Um, <laughs> these birds weigh anywhere from 10 to 14 to pr- 10 to probably 14 pounds. Is what it says. 10 to probably. Okay, that's a lot pounds. to land on your head. Like, yeah. I can, that's that's a significant weight. It, it can mean severe damage. Is what it can mean. Yeah. Um, be so like the, me hitting you with my dong. Yep. <laughs> I'll just knock you right out. <laughs> Okay. If, well, yeah. if it ever comes to that, well, there it is. <laughs> yep. Can't take that one back. Oh man. Uh, the the deceased goose also knocked out uh, two of his teeth. Jeez. So uh, yeah, that's a how heavy are those? He just said ten to fourteen pounds. If you'd fucking pay yeah, attention, I wasn't paying attention. Ten to probably fourteen pounds. <laughs> Ten to probably fourteen pounds. Um, I was texting my wife, who's oh. sick. She Hi, was telling Brad's me she's wife. not feeling well. Sorry. Um, this is. I don't really want to go into this because this guy's an idiot. But uh, <laughs> Charles Barkley says that there's no such thing as a vegetarian. Again, see, <sighs> Just, yeah, there's he no, says, yeah, there's no such thing as a vegetarian. Uh, nobody doesn't eat meat, Ernie. That's what he said. What? That's what he said. Nobody doesn't eat meat. Vegetarians. Is that a sentence? That's not even a a sentence. Have you ever heard him talk? Nothing he says is an actual sentence. All right. They drag him out of wherever he's hiding for the March Madness every year. For some reason. For some reason. And it's, I it's, think he it, does it's NBA incoherent. games. NBA he's games, awful. too. It's inco- Nobody watches NBA games on TV. I, know, I started to. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I started this year. Then. Yeah. Victor Aladipo's on the Pacers. Yeah. It's, it's inter- he's entertaining. Yeah. Um, Take it all okay. back then. Apparently, I'm the only one that doesn't watch NBA games. I didn't tell you this year, honestly, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we should go to a Pacers game and get drunk. Why aren't we? we? Should. Let's do that. I'm, Why aren't we you there get, You right get balcony now. tickets for like five dollars. There's a fucking up. game every other night. It's crazy. Yeah, we really should. We'll show that. up and he won't play. I don't care who plays. No, he, he All we gotta do is go and get quite drunk. He was. He just had a game off just recently, but he has played quite a bit. They probably sell sun <clears throat> so we could do that. Yeah, they probably they do. do. Michael, back All to right. you. Uh, Twenty-two Valentine's Day gifts for the weirdo in your life. Don't do all 22. He's gonna I'm not going to do all, do all yeah, 22. I you know he will. He's at the um, 20. Orangutan love doll. It's a orangutan in a tuxedo holding <laughs> a it, bouquet look, of flowers. Does it look it's like you? anatomically correct? I, have, I haven't asked yet. I'll let you know when it arrives. Do orangutans have big dongs? I have no idea. <clears throat> uh, a boozy bangle. It's like a bracelet you wear and you can pull out a straw of, out of it and drink from your wrist. Huh. It's like a hidden uh, well, flask. Isn't that something? Yep. Uh, sexy. Well, it's a hold, like half a shot. Uh, it, it's. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's like a. It, it, I mean, there, I you can fit a lot I'm, of booze in there. I don't care. I'm sorry. Engaged. Uh, sexy garden gnome. Just kind of shirtless uh, garden gnome, <laughs> laying on its side, job of the hut style. It's pretty great. Uh, That's how I seduce my wife. Yep. Yes. Here, this is probably my favorite. <laughs> Just spray your musk all over the room. Pretty much. Unicorn underwear. Oh, God. Yep. You don't even have to describe <laughs> it. I get it. Yep. Hey, uh, Michael. Yeah. What's the horn? Well, <laughs> when you see when a man see. gets excited, when a man loves a woman, <laughs> and, he wants and he wants to, to make, make love, love to that to woman, that woman. <laughs> with, with great, great, great concentration, concentration. <laughs> he's often able to achieve a. Pete Holmes in uh, one of his comedy <laughs> specials it talks about uh, unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. There's no corn in there. Yeah. 
Holmes. I had Mr. Nose underwear. Yeah, I did too. No, you had Mr. Tuxedo. I had you? both. Did you? Yeah, you bought me Mr. Tuxedo. Yeah, you and I. some guys. Yeah. yeah. I think me and you five. And I think guys. me and five were involved in that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. The only person I know who wears that kind of underwear is Nathan Miller West. <laughs> Where's the Hey Nathan? Hey, buddy. Well, now that Michael just thoroughly embarrassed you in front of literally thousands of people. Well, there's a story behind it. He forgot his underwear when he came for the, the turd fest. Really? So I'm sure he's super happy we, that you're sharing We all went this. to Target and got him some. It's great. I think he posted a picture on God, the pub. God, you're a bad he person. He posted a picture in the pub. It's cool. Uh, if, chop- he, if he hasn't bailed by this point, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's... he's He's locked in for life. I can't wait for feedback next week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Light him up, Nathan. He he really he really. I mean, it, it okay. Great. Move on. We got it. Move great. on. He looked great. Move on. He looked great. <laughs> really, God. <laughs> uh, chocolate that looks like marijuana. It literally mm-hmm. just looks like marijuana. How about just marijuana? <laughs> Have marijuana about, that tastes about like marijuana, marijuana that looks like chocolate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are called edibles. Yes. Um, let me see if there's any other good ones. Pinatas, uh, where you can put somebody's face on that you hate. It's like a breakup. That's healthy. It's like a, yeah, like probably it's not healthy. healthy. Uh, you can gift somebody a rat. It's like a stuffed rat. Why? Because you hate him, apparently. He's going to read all 22, by the way. No, he's, all, he's, he's, about, he's rolling about 18 deep no, no, at no. this point. Uh, so. Sushi soap. Soap that looks like that's, sushi. That's great. Uh, this isn't drunkmall.com, believe it or not. I'd rather just eat sushi. Um, ha- apple <laughs> apple THC cider. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You get yeah, a real good. What is this? Ted Nugent album for your uh, loved one. Turn that shit off, God. Turn it off. Will you mute him, please? No. <laughs> do you want me to do another bird story? No, we're done. No, no, no we more stories. On, we need to move on, dude. We need to go to Foofy. <laughs> okay. I have another bird story. Nobody cares. Ready to rock and roll. Nope. All right, Just save it for next week. Those birds aren't week. going anywhere, Michael. All right. Well, friends, it's that time. Uh, Barry Taylor is a theologian, philosopher, musician, artist, academic, and writer who <laughs> yes. has spent more than 30 years challenging traditional notions of religion and church and creating alternative communities built on the idea that life is uncertain, the future is unwritten, and that none of us has the answer. Barry's work uh, collapses the boundaries between the sacred and the profane, uh, blurs the line between theism and atheism, Raises new questions about life, death, and everything in between. Barry also writes books. He makes music. Um, He uh, produces daily artworks uh, and uh, spends a lot of time in coffee shops reading. Born in the UK, he recently uh, returned to London after living in Los Angeles for many years. Um, Yeah. Shout out to Jesse Knippel for um, hooking us up with Barry. We just gave you a book because of it. Yeah. Well... (laughs) She did win. It was random. Yeah, she she did, did randomly yes. win. Uh, um, no, you're going to like this. If you like Pete Rollins, you're going like to gonna love this. Yes. It's a there, great interview. There's just so much. You need to take notes. I, it's, yeah, it's one of the only, maybe the only interview we've ever done where I've literally taken notes during yeah. the yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty deep. It's, yeah, really good. And you got his story, dude. Follow him on Instagram, too. <laughs> just wait till you hear how he found Jesus. This is the best story that's <laughs> ever really been told is. on this podcast, yep. I swear. All right, here we go. Further up, further in with Barry Taylor. Further up, further up, further up, further up, further 
Barry, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Barry, how's it going? It's going very well. How about you? <laughs> it's, it's, we'll pretend it's like we minute. haven't talked for the last five minutes. Yeah. That's believable. That was so professional. It wasn't it, though? We are yeah. nothing if not professionals. We are like pilots landing <laughs> on the the tarmac or but taking with, off. But without wheels. Yes. <laughs> it, was smooth, it was smoother than Andy Kaufman performance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> ah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, for, for our listeners that may not know, uh, Barry Taylor, who is Barry yeah. Taylor? Could you tell us a little bit about your story? <laughs> yeah, I know if you've got, you know, three minutes, who do you think you are? <laughs> who do I think I am? Well, <laughs> that's between me and my, between myself and my therapist, that's an ongoing discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I've spent, I, well, I'm English as you may or may not have gathered. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but for the past, uh, Actually, for the past 30 years, I've lived in Los Angeles, which is where I've kind of done most of the work that I've been doing in terms of like church and theology and stuff like that. So, um, God, who am I? Well, so I teach I teach on theology and culture at a theological school. Um, I also teach on advertising and design at an art school. Um, I'm part of a kind of alternative deconstructed gathering in LA. Um, I run a thing called the Secret Philosophical Society. I write occasional songs for movies, and uh, I wear suits in Los Angeles even when it's hot because I refuse to give in to flip flops and hot weather. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I try and maintain a certain level of sartorial splendor, even. Uh, in the baking heat. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel love that. I love the the secret philosophical society. I want to ask questions, yeah. but I know it's a secret. <laughs> I have that so is, many questions. That, yes, it is a secret. But I could tell you a few because you know all, all bets are off on a podcast. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, no one's listening think, to this anyway. I, I think it's a, well, I think it's a liminal zone where you know where you're allowed to tell secrets. I think the internet is you know it's kind of a gnostic space, so it's meant to, meant to reveal secrets in the unknown. Nice. Do you really want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, I, I'd love to hear it. I mean, if, if you're if you're will, I don't. It's I don't, like Fight Club, Michael. You don't talk about Fight Club. You can not no, tell me. That's uh, fine. So it, it's uh, it's uh, a kind of roughly well, it's a little bit up in the end of the month because I'm talking to you from London. But about every six weeks or so, it's kind of like a, a philosophical cabaret. Uh, there's a theme, and it's usually like a big philosophical idea. Um, sex or death or happiness or money and we we pick a we pick a theme and we meet in this um kind of cool art space in downtown la and then we get um a bunch of different people from different aspects or different areas so it might be a poet uh we had a a poet a a burlesque dancer a gay (laughs) porn star and a philosopher when we talked about sex So, so what we do is we, we kind of lay out this theme and we build it around, you know, a, a, a sort of key issue related to life. And we talk a little bit about what philosophers or religion has said about, about that particular topic. And then we give people like 10 to 15 minutes to give their little take on it. And nobody knows what anybody else is going to say. And then the people that come, 
there's like food and drink and they get to participate. There's a kind of interaction time and there's usually some kind of ritual like the, the first one we had everybody um, go through an absinthe ritual. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> we were trying to induct everybody into a secret society and then you wrote your name in this book in red ink. You know, well, that was a little too far. But um, <laughs> and, and, and essentially it, it, it's kind of a um, it's just if you like, it's just a. Um, a step further, a step beyond um, a, a community gathering that's specifically religious in nature. So it deals with the big issues of life and ultimate meaning, but in a, in a very kind of broad and largely philosophical way. Okay. That's so, awesome. Are they, are they similar to the icon gatherings that Pete Rollins did in Ireland? No, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, the, no, the icon gatherings like Pete did, they were much more like emerging church gatherings. Okay, gotcha. no, no, no offense to Pete, but, but um, I mean, good, but, um, <laughs> but, built, but, you know, still built around actually um, a bit more of a, of a religious thread. Gotcha. This is built, this is built really more around um, philosophical questions on the nature of being and really just issues in life, which is why we went for for big topics and and the reason that we didn't frame it within the religious horizon is because we wanted to take the lid off those questions and have them be completely open so that people could expose themselves to a, any number of perspectives and ideas and work some stuff out for themselves so they're agendaless in terms of a goal other than to make a space where you can talk about things that don't often get that much airtime so it was kind of interesting, you know, to to interview uh, a, a a gay, you know, porn actor on uh, who happened to have a master's degree in philosophy, you know, wow. on, uh, on his take on like uh, contemporary sexuality and stuff like that. Oh, and the ritual we had for that night was um, uh, we had everybody uh, write down their secret sexual fetish. And then we read them out loud. Oh, oh man. Jeez. Is this ongoing or is it, is it like taking a uh, yes. break? Or? I mean, it, well, at the moment, I, I'm, I'm in um, England at the moment because my mother's not very well. So I've been over here for a few months sort of sorting some stuff out. Okay. So much of my life in Los Angeles is, is in a little bit of um, limbo at the moment. But, okay. um, uh, but no, it's, and I think I'm going to be doing one here in London um, soon anyway. So, the goal is to kind of not franchise it, but just to get it out and about a bit. And I have people experiment with it. Okay. So, you know, bored in Indiana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that repressed middle Midwestern people like to talk about more than sex, Barry. Well, that, well, you know, that's the American secret. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Repression, you can feel it when you're driving across the country. Yep, you sure can. And we're in the heart of that repression. <laughs> yes, we so. are. We're from Mike Pence well, land, so. Praise the Lord. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, so you're. Yeah. Um, so you're, you have a, a really interesting story of how you sort of came to, I don't know, faith, Jesus, whatever, sure. however yeah. you want to say that. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Um, sure. Well, I, I sort of began my, um, adult working life, uh, in the music business. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was a, 
a roadie kind of sound engineer, and I wound up for a long time working for uh, ACDC, which nice. is actually how I first got to America, was touring with them. Okay. And actually, it was while I was on uh, the road with, with ACDC that um, I, I kind of began this exploration. And I really wasn't um, actually looking for God, per se. I, I was looking for... Um, I think I think at the time I was really looking for a way to address my own lack, and, and yeah. I think I was trying to work out how to be a, a better human being. I didn't really sure. think I was becoming the the nicest human being that I could, and I'd always been sort of interested in philosophy and stuff. And um, so I started to reread philosophy because you know you have a lot of time sitting on a bus in between gigs, right. and, and I realised that. Uh, uh, and, and I grew up in England, so uh, ostensibly in a non-religious world. Okay. Um, and uh, my, my relationship with religion was very tenuous, um, non-existent really, other than um, obligatory religious study at school and a grandma who went to church. But <laughs> beyond that, I, I, I sort of grew up but fairly leftist. And, you know, I, I was kind of very into marx and socialism so you know religion was the opiate of the masses right and, you know the church of england was the was, was a damp cloth hanging on the sink of you know <laughs> so i i didn't have much time I didn't have, I didn't have much time for for um religion but then i realized that i actually hadn't really thought about religion very much and in a lot of the philosophy books that i was reading there was an obvious critique or reaction against religion in one form or another so I thought, well, maybe I should work out what I think about religion. So I I started to like gather up religious books of all kinds just to see what I thought about them. And uh, well, to cut a long story short, um, I was in Texas and I met this girl who um, I went home with. And uh, is this the story you want me to tell? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell us. There is no, there's nothing here you can't say. This is an explicit podcast, so (laughs) you're good. You're good. I I wasn't going to edit myself. I was just making sure that was what you wanted me to say. (laughs) So, and I actually haven't, I hadn't really told this story very much except for the last couple of years i hadn't really found the 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 space to say it but 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 i met this this girl she was working at the the hotel that we were staying at and for whatever reason i i just came back early from uh a show we were playing at some kind of festival and she invited me to go home with her and so i did i mean it was a different day it was a different time and uh it was rock and roll, so that's sort of you know <laughs> uh, there were there weren't really many um, boundaries to that. But I, she took she took me home, and um, we started to do what you do um, <laughs> when when you're doing what you do. And um, but, so so it's a, essentially we, we we started to have sex, but right as we began to have sex, she stopped me and said, "Do you mind if we pray?" Oh my God! <laughs> and, and I, I must admit, uh, I mean, it's a long time ago, so I, my, I, I can't. Although it's the one, I mean, it's the one, probably most significant sexual experience of my entire life. I think, in, in some ways, um, 
so I was like, uh, uh, okay. I mean, I really didn't know what that meant actually. And I, and I wasn't quite sure what I'd got into, but you know, I was on the road with ACDC. So, you know, <laughs> abnormal activities were not, you know, out of the ordinary. So I'm like, well, this will, this will, this will be something to talk about on the tour bus. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and, and she was very, you know, very genuine. And so she prayed this prayer and it was like, I mean, I, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but afterwards it, it was like a full on Jesus prayer. Like, Jesus, please bless our time together and blah, blah, blah. And, and I, you know, I'm just sort of lying there going, wow, this is pretty darn peculiar. But then it was like, then it was like, amen. And that was, that was it. And then in, uh, <laughs> and then in the morning, well, um, I woke up and uh, there was nobody in the room, you know, and I had no idea where I was actually. Um so I, I got up and I, I, I kind of walked out of the room into what was like the rest of the house. And I walk into this like living room kitchen area and there are about, I don't know, 15 people in there with like <laughs> breakfast and guitars and Bibles on the table. Holy shit. And uh, it was actually a cult. Um, they, they Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so they were called the, they were called the, the children of God. And um, they were they were kind of big in the um, late 70s and, and into the 80s. And basically, um, they were like a, um, a Christian community that had gone kind of off the rails. And they were led by this guy. And, and essentially, um, the women in the cult slept with people to try and get new recruits. So they, so they actually called, so they actually said that they were fishing, they were fishers of men, but basically they were like, excuse me, they were fucking people to get people in the community. Wow. And, and, but, but it, what was really, so, and I have no idea about this other than I'm in the middle of a kind of, not, not a crisis, but I'm in the middle of a sort of search for another way of, of being in in the world, another way of being human. And they didn't actually really try and recruit me. I mean, they, I mean, she knew that I was leaving town that morning anyway. And, but they were very lovely. And, you know, they sort of talked to me about Jesus and, and all this kind of stuff. And what was interesting about it and why it was so, apart from the, the sort of madness of the scenario, what was most interesting about it was that that was the first time as an adult I'd ever been sort of prayed for or come that wow. close mm. to anybody with any sort of religious association or a connection. So it kind of impacted me uh, uh, so much so that I thought, well, you know, maybe I should check out Christianity because I don't think this is my, <laughs> I, I don't think this is my granny's version. <laughs> oh, goodness. That may be the, my favorite story ever told on this yeah, it podcast. It really is. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Um, so what what I did after that was I, I went out and I bought uh, a Bible because I was kind of very thorough. I was very I've always been like um, one of those people that if if I'm interested in something, I, I, I read what I can to find out about it. And, and so I thought, well, maybe I'm going to check out this Bible thing, uh, not because I was looking for God, but I was sort of just, well, this is something else I hadn't really encountered this kind of aspect of it um and 
Yeah, and what's really funny as a little uh, addendum is I told that story um, like publicly for the first time, like, I don't know, like a year and a half ago on somebody else's podcast. Wow. <laughs> Some little guy in LA. And uh, <laughs> he's, he's going to go nowhere. And uh, I hear he's a heretic. Yes. <laughs> if he's a heretic, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> For real, right? Yeah, anyway, whatever. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was on Rob's podcast. And, um, and, and you know, it never occurred to me when, you know, you, you forget because it was such a long, long time ago. So about, um, I don't know, a couple of months later, I, I get this message on my Instagram direct, like on my Instagram feed, like a direct message. And, uh, and, it, and it just said, you don't know me. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So I, so I, like, I, I open it and it goes, you don't know me, blah, 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 blah. And anyway, um, it was this, it was a woman. And uh, she said, so uh, some friends of my mother's heard your podcast and sent her a copy of it. And she's in Mexico. Anyway, and uh, oh, and what I didn't say was uh, the woman's name was uh, comfort and so um she said i know isn't that crazy because yeah. actually i was gonna i I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a theological memoir and i wanted to call it fucking comfort <laughs> <laughs> but, oh gosh that's great but, but the publishing company um <laughs> I'm guessing they balked at that a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't want to go. With, I mean, I think it's the best title ever, really. It's but, amazing. It's so good. But anyway, so it was this. So it was this. It was the. So it was this woman's daughter who was contacting me, and she sort of oh. said, "By the way," she sort, she sort of said, "By the way, you're not my dad." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but she basically said that her mum had heard heard the podcast and that that it was her. Man. Wow. So, like, 30 years later, there was this sort of strange circular thing because of, because of technology. And, uh, and, and, of course, then I sort of felt bad because I told that story without considering that there was another human involved. But I never, it never for the life of me, dreamed that, you know, I don't know what I thought. But You didn't realize but that anyway, Rob, so, Rob's, so, reach, Rob's reach was, like, damn near omniscient? <laughs> I, guess, I guess not, no. <laughs> Well, like you said, he's not going anywhere anyway. Right, yeah. So uh, he's he's over. <laughs> um, but um, so so uh, so that was so that was a catalyst for um, a, a redirection in in my life running, and, and it wasn't like uh, responsible for stuff. But what was really interesting, I, I I'll tell you what, what if this is interesting to you, if you want me to waffle on about this a bit more. Oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> What, what what was very interesting to me, and, it, and it's kind of ironic, is what I was really trying to work out when it comes right down to it. I, I was essentially a little bit bored and tired with the whole rock and roll thing because it was great and I have no regrets and uh, it, it was a wonderful opportunity and a great time and, and, and it was nothing but good for me and, 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 and to me. But um, I didn't really like the person that I'd become. And it had a lot to do with the fact that when you're sort of on the road with a band, you, you kind of live in a bubble. 
and um, all bets are off and all rules are kind of, yeah. Yeah. Is, is, you know, it's, you know, rock and roll in, in some sense is a kind of transgressive art form. Yep. And, 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 you know, you show up in town and uh, you're hosting a party. You're, you're every, you know, you're hosting the party of the week for yeah. people in a particular community. And it's their best. No- it's just your, your, it's just your Thursday. But for them, it's like yeah. they've been waiting six months to see their favorite band. And, you know, and, and so it becomes very easy to um, just slide into a, 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 a way of being as a person where you take a lot of things for granted and um, you can just become a little cold and callous about getting what you want from people and that there's, there's you know it's not a, a question of uh, of like abusing people or stuff like that but you know it was just very easy because you've got an english accent and you're touring with a big rock and roll band to sort of sleep with whoever you wanted to sleep with right. and not think and and just leave and not think about it and and um and i i don't know there, there was just a part of me that uh was struggling a little bit with, and I think it was deeper than that. But I was just struggling a little bit with. Uh, I was, I was a bit, I was a bit um, heavy into drugs, and which was ironic because the band were totally against them. You know, it's not really weird. <laughs> so there were all these conflicted things going on, um, and 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 so there was this encounter with this girl that kind of got me um, to think about even looking at religion a bit more and and particularly Christianity. And then when I started to read the Bible, I was just like horrified (laughs) and I, and I was, and I was very thorough. I mean, I I bought a Bible and I sort of opened it up and started with Genesis and went through it and um, made notes. And uh, I was just like, what is, this is just nuts. This is everything I thought it was. And even more, you know, you've got this sort of malign angry god who's just going yeah kill those people and you can have that land and you know and you're you're my favorites you know and and, and kind of brutal and then very confusing you know like all that stuff in the middle that you don't even know what it means and but but i sort of slogged through it trying to get a a grasp you know a hold of it and i got to um the like gospels and i thought oh this is kind of interesting um, and, and, I, and, but what got me was there was, um, there was a story, um, in, uh, Luke where Jesus goes to dinner at the Pharisee's house and this woman comes in, you know, yep. and, and washes his feet with her tears. And, um, and, uh, I was, I was reading this story and, and there's this line and, and, and it's really funny, you know, um, Frederick Beekner, the, the writer, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he spoke about his own kind of conversion moment and, and he heard something that a preacher said and it was inconsequential. And he said, you know, on such foolish and tenuous and holy threads as these hang the destiny of us all. Uh, yeah. And, and it was it was nothing. It wasn't even the point of the sermon. And and I was reading this uh, story and, and, and I I'm useless with the Bible in terms of I've read it for like 30 years and, and most of it I can't remember, you know, so I, I never went to Sunday school. So Bible memorization, not my thing. And uh, I mean, I can't even remember lyrics to songs I like. So I'm not one of those people. But um, there's this moment in the story and you know the story. Yeah, yeah. The, the Pharisee gets indignant 
and he says to himself, you know, well, if he was a prophet, he would know who was touching him. And Jesus, reading his mind or whatever, says, you know, I've got a question for you. Um, there's two people, they owe a lot of money, but one owes more than another. They both get their debt forgiven. You know, which one do you think is the, the one who's going to love the most? And, you know, the guy goes, well, I guess the one who was forgiven of the rich debt. And then there was this line, and it said, Turning towards the woman, he said to Simon the Pharisee. Hmm, hmm. I thought, uh, for whatever reason, it just occurred to me that the the body language yeah. in that everything wow. because you couldn't you couldn't avoid the woman because that's who he was looking at. So when he says to Simon, "Do you see this woman?" On one level, the answer is, "Well, of course." Because you're looking at, so my eyes are going in the same direction. But the truth of the matter was, he couldn't because he was blinded by his bigotry and bias. Wow. And I and and so for me that was a kind of moment where I went, you know, that's the kind of person I aspire to be. Not not a Jesus person, but a person who isn't blind to somebody else's humanity because I've labeled them or categorized them as this, that, or another. Now, I, I, I think I want to say to my own credit, I wasn't big on doing that, like in a general sense, but in a sort of specific sense, it would become very easy in individual situations and circumstances to let that go based on what I wanted to get out of a scenario. And I just didn't, wasn't enjoying that about myself at yeah. the time. Yeah. Huh. So, so, that's kind of, you know, the, that was a long-winded story. Sorry about that. No, no, no it's, it's great. Wow, I mean, that's great. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, religionless Christianity? Because um, I think I think that's kind of where you're you're headed with this in, in terms of not a uh, a Jesus follower or whatever. But um, could you talk about religionless Christianity and kind of what that? Can you break it down? Well, so. All right. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that story. So the the end of that story in some to some degree is after a while and a, you know a lot of soul searching i sort of walk away from the music thing a little bit unintentionally i just sort of take a break from things but events sort of can conspire and and uh, i had a couple of english friends who lived in los angeles and um so i decided to go and visit them and we were going to go on like a traveling trip to like brazil or south america somewhere like that and uh then by the time i got to la they both got jobs working for Dylan, Bob, Bob Dylan. Yeah. So, that, so they were like, we're just going to go off on tour because we want to save up some money for our trip. So, you know, stay in our apartment and, uh, you know, we'll be gone about six weeks. So I'm in Los Angeles. I've, I, I'm sort of by myself. And what I didn't know was they'd actually become Christians. Hmm. Now, I, they were like friends that I grew up with and we'd never had this conversation and they didn't know what I'd been through. Of course, when I told them, they were like, oh, you've got to get cleared out of that cult stuff, you know. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, I had no idea what, what that meant because to me, church was something over here. So anyway, they sort of left town and they left me in the company of all their friends who just all happened to be Christians. Hmm. So I sort of wound up, and, and by the way, that six weeks turned into like 
six months and we never went on the trip and I wound up staying in Los Angeles and that's kind of how I, and that's kind of how I got involved in um in uh like church and all that stuff and and like most people um when I first uh encountered like official Christianity about which I really knew very little because I, I I decided that I I wanted to live my life uh in a way that seemed at least to me, um, inspired by some of the things that I'd read of Jesus in in, in the Bible. And it was very much uh, about being uh, a richer, deeper, more expansive human being. Mm -hmm. I I was never really uh, a big God person. But you get around uh, church people and you, you kind of... But you maybe maybe don't. Everybody doesn't. But I think there's a tendency that you kind of receive a whole new set of language, codes, yep. Yep. symbols, yeah. ideas. Yep, absolutely. You're sort of told, well, this is what we think about that, and so you go, oh, is that what I'm supposed to think about that? And you go, <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and and you might have some you know, reservations, or you might not really get your head around it, but you sort of go, oh, well, these people are nice, and they seem to know what they're talking about, and I mean, they've got this building, they, they, they seem to know all this stuff, and and so I, I got kind of um, indoctrinated, in, inducted into the church, quite happily, you know, not, um, I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, like, trying to reject where you're at and pretend it didn't happen, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah absolutely. I, you know, it was the 80s. It was kind of the, the post-Jesus movement um, when churches were trying to be hip and cool and uh, there was a rise of, you know, non-denominationalism and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's sort of, you know, all that, that kind of environment. And, um, and I, had a lot of, <laughs> I had a lot of time on my hands because I was no longer working in the music business and I was fairly financially stable for, for a while. So... Um, I wound up sort of getting very involved and over a period of time, you know, sort of got involved in church leadership and stuff like that. Um, but then after a while, um, I, I, I sort of began to sense or feel, and, and it takes me a long time to get to things. And I, I'm also, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm lazy or <laughs> slow or like dry. I know something's wrong, but it takes me two or three years to work out what I'm going to do about it. And, <laughs> sure. and, and that's not a good thing, by the way. Because <laughs> uh, usually it, it, it ends up with uh, enacting some form of self-destruction because that feels easier than actually addressing something head on. So, yeah, absolutely. Totally can relate to that. Perform an act of self-destruction and save everybody the trouble and be a bad boy and move on. But... Um, <laughs> Am I giving a lot away here? But um, so, uh, but but I I was like, well, you know, this isn't me. I don't want to be this person. I don't I don't like I don't like this. And by this time, I'm like I'm I'm probably I don't know seven or eight years in nine nine years in I don't know a while. I mean, I'm making a lot of leaps, but I'm in church leadership. You know, planting churches and doing all this stuff and going to conferences where everybody's telling you you know what you should be like and stuff and mm-hmm. and. And, and, you know, I came from a, a, a rock and roll background and yeah. I've always been a, a left of center dresser. You, you know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, I've always kind of been a little bit um, idiosyncratic in 
my my interests and and all that kind of stuff and and the the sort of pressure of conformity which i tried to do um was really um doing a number on on my insides and and, and stuff and so uh, again there were there were these little moments i don't need to go into them but but they became again transitional moments and i began the process which i've spent really the last 20 years on which is breaking down uh the things that i took on board and working through them and working out of and moving past them towards something other something that's a bit more um elusive and maybe a bit more true to to who i am why i bothered i don't know i mean (laughs) i mean i you know every every once in a while you know people go why are you still why are you still doing this and i'm like well there's something in here that um still interests me and as i said I'm, i'm slow sometimes to let let things go but i'm but i'm interested in well here's here's the deal what i'm really interested in is i'm i'm interested in faith belief religion um church and theology but but i'm also really interested in um exploring the world in which those things are trying to survive yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so you know because that's the world i live in yes so so I, i i'm interested in the dynamics of all of this um for for lots of reasons so i remain interested on a number of different levels part of it is like the sociology of it all interests me. I'm interested in in why people believe and how that that stuff all works. So yeah. there's like a personal and a, and a broader thing, which is why I sort of went into academics and 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 uh, that kind of stuff. And and so I began the process really of uh, well, eventually I I got the name I got I I realized through again going back to philosophy was deconstruction. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, and um, really sort of looking at things and letting go of stuff. And, and, I, and I'm one of those people, it, it's, it's always a little thing that's a catalyst for me. And it's that little thing is a culmination of a lot of other tectonic plates that are moving. So, that, so I'm not going to sit here and say, yes, I shagged a girl in Texas. And that's, what, <laughs> that's, and that's why I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but by the same token uh that that sort of that episode was a blip that was the result of other things that were going on in my life restlessness cultural rest, restlessness you know um, i mean i was in the the heart of um popular culture the music business you know in the the late 70s and, and into the 80s that that was still the, the kind of golden spot in 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 popular culture it's where sort of dreams were ratified and 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 lived out and stuff like that so so um i was very kind of in the middle of all of those things um so i um i've always had these little moments where something occurs and it's just the final little catalyst that that makes the cogs fall into place and 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 the next thing unfolds and so um there were a number of those things over the last 20 years and basically um it's been a a a twofold process one is coming to terms with my own humanity in, in in a very real 
an honest way, like facing up to who you are. Yeah. You know, for like looking in the mirror and not looking in the mirror at who you might be, but looking in the mirror at who you are and learning to um, understand understand that, you know, and then being true to yourself. Um, you know, there's this, uh, there's a, a, a French poet, Michel de Guy, and he says that um, everybody, uh, that every uh, conversion is an act of treason. And everybody has to be a traitor to something. And he said, and he said, you know, when he was talking about um, St. Paul, he said, St. Paul had to betray everything that he had been yep. in order to become and to be. <laughs> and, and, and there's a, and, and so alongside of that, I, I think I would also say that uh, a failure of nerve is essentially um, a betrayal of yourself. Mm. Mm. And so coming to terms was coming to terms with the times that I needed to betray who I was in order to become and to be who I needed to be. And, and so I began the process of um, becoming treasonous to myself when I needed to be so that I could move through. And part of that was Jeez. looking at this, looking at sorry that was a bit that was beautiful um so part of that was like looking at myself and going okay i'm carrying around all this stuff and most of it it's not that i don't even believe it i'm just not interested like yeah. i just just don't care it's like i don't i don't i know some people and to each his own everybody's got their stuff you know some people it's like they just can't stop talking about evolution or science or the faith in science or creation i i just don't care I, it, it just doesn't <laughs> it just, just it doesn't interest me it's not yeah. that i i think it's right or wrong it's just not something that bothers me i i have no uh you know i teach at a theological school people ask me what i think about the afterlife i have no opinion right exactly <laughs> yeah other, other than my, my my opinion at the moment is i i go with the philosopher Simon Critchley, who said, I believe in the afterlife. I believe in the life that comes after me. Mm. And that, that's as far as I can go. I, I, what, sure. happens when, what happens when we die, it, I think it's conjecture. And to build houses and kingdoms on uh, an, impossible, an impossible future, is it, it's just a guessing game dressed up in religious symbolism. Yeah. So... I, I, I began a process of going, okay, so what's important to me and how do I, um, how do I do theology yeah. in a different way and in, in, in a new way? Because theology really interests me. Right. Um, and, and, and so for me, um, I, you know, uh, I've, I've always kind of read broadly and, and, and widely. And, and when I get hungry, and when I mean hungry, I mean when I know that I, I want to make an effect, uh, uh, a move, uh, I, I sort of read and do all that stuff. So anyway, I began, sorry, that was long-winded. I began no, this no, process. No, you're fine. I began this process of firstly taking apart and looking at what I was into and going, all right, what is exactly going on here? What, what am I uncomfortable with? What's not making sense to me? Um, 
And is that just me or is there something else here? And I began to realize that, that many of the things I was going through, lots of other people were going through as well, but they didn't have language. And, and you know, we're all living with this, and I know it's not monolithic, but this monolithic view of what Christianity is and must be. Yeah. And, and yet everybody's essentially bouncing off it. And it's just a set of beliefs that most people hold, but I don't know that they even believe them. I yeah. think, in fact, I think, I think the beliefs that we hold are the things that we actually don't really believe. They're, they're, the, they're the lie that we hide behind, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so um, I just started working on all that stuff and going, well, and, and I realized, you know, that this takes you into dangerous territory because, I mean, we bandy around. I mean, I, I, I sort of made a, a bit of a snide remark earlier about, you know, Rob's film come out called Heretic. You know, it's, it's just stupid label. Um, yes. A, because yeah. I don't. A, because I don't think personally he's that much of a heretic anyway. In fact, I think most of the stuff that Rob Rob says um, fits fairly yep. nicely yeah. in, into a lot of theological schemes. You just have to do a little bit of reading to discover that. You know right. what I mean? Yes. Right. Just because he's been with Oprah doesn't mean he's signed a pact with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think American Christianity has more uh, more uh, in common with the, the gospel of Oprah than anybody would care to realize yep. if they just Preach. opened their eyes and looked. So, 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 but I, but I, but what I realized was um, that the the well, this is going to sound dumb, but the way forward is forward; it's not backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there tends to be when people come to the end of a, of a particular road in, in religion, or at least this has been what my experience is, they tend to make lateral moves. So conservative evangelicals that get frustrated with their church or their experience of God, you know, or, or the, the, the code that they've grown up with, um, they, 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 they become liberals or they go to mainline churches. They make a lateral move. Yes, it's not a, it's not forward. It's a sideways move because they're still on this continuum, and the continuum is they're still dealing with um, ideas about a supernatural theistic god who basically controls either extremely if you're a conservative or liberally if you're not. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, or, yeah. or progressive if you're progressive, you know. And so on the spectrum of you know uh, uh, of theism everybody's along along that thing and i was like well as i said earlier god was never like a big a big factor in the equation for me and i never quite got the god thing to be quite honest i mean i invoke the language and i understand it and and i'm not saying that uh it there i'm not saying there is no god but i'm interested in the god that comes after god yeah i'm interested yes. I'm, I'm interested in what happens when you come to the end of uh religion and i i'm i'm kind of with um the philosopher jean-luc nancy who says that christianity is the exit from religion yeah so um yeah go ahead there's, i don't know if i'm explaining religiousness yes absolutely yeah, yeah. yes absolutely I, I was gonna say there's actually you know it's gonna sound really stupid but there's something very jesus about that you know i mean he, he you know he shows up he shows up two thousand years ago and just throws a spoke in the wheels of every mechanism, political, religious, um, personal life, whatever. He just throws a spoke in it and just sort of wrecks the joint and then takes off. Um, sure. And yeah, well, yes and no. I, I mean, I, I think because the interesting thing is 
sorry, I don't mean to totally disagree. No, I, no, 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 go ahead. No, no, no you're fine. I think you're right, but you know, there's all, there's there's that tension as well because you know Jesus also sort of says, "Don't think for one minute that I've come right yeah to abolish." You know, and so you have those. So what? So then you go, well, what the hell? You know, because that's it. It seems it seems like that's exactly what you're doing, mate. You know, it's like you're just coming along and setting fire to this whole thing and and moving along. But but I think what what I I would say is is that you you could ascribe, and I don't like to ascribe contemporary things to ancient worlds because I think it's unfair um, because you know we look back with the eyes of our time. Yes. Um, but the whole notion of deconstruction is not destruction. It's deconstructing. It's taking things apart to get down to the radical base of things. Yes. So, so, you know, if you, if you, if you think of like the Sermon on the Mount, which again, I, I mean, for most Christians today, it's the sort of seminal. They can't imagine that uh, you can even be a Christian without subscribing to it. You know, even yeah. Paul doesn't even. Yeah, I mean, Paul doesn't even mention it. But let's not go into that. You know, <laughs> uh, but but you know, in, in, after the, the Beatitudes and stuff, G- Jesus gets into that whole thing. You know, you've heard it said, but I say unto you, mm-hmm. you've yeah. heard it. Said, but I say unto you, and to some degree, what he's doing is he's taking those notions and he's digging down another couple of layers and going, here's your manageable interpretation. Your manageable interpretation is um, you can't kill somebody. Here's the unmanageable one. Here's the impossible. Here's, here's the realm of the religionless. If you look at somebody with hatred, it's the same. Yep. And for, so, so, so I think it, 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 to some degree, uh, and that's not to say that's better or, 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 or worse um, in, in terms of how, how you live, you live things out. But, but I do think that um, a lot of people, they get very defensive towards their particular um, territorial sure. view of, of Christianity and presume yeah. that everything is, an attack and a sale again and a rejection of it. Now I do reject a lot of contemporary Christianity. Um, to some degree, I would argue that a lot of contemporary Christianity is religionless Christianity. If you were to square Mm. it up with how this might interpret, um, that kind of stuff. But, but for me, it's, um, it's a number of things. It's moving beyond, um, constructs that I think don't, serve us well anymore I, I i think metaphysics are problematic in that I, I i know they're not for some people but they are for me and and again i i'm not an evangelist so i i don't have um a goal of trying to convert anybody to anything i'm just trying to work out uh where i'm at with stuff yeah and um and i talk about that and if people are interested I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? And, uh, you know, and I usually couch everything with, I might be wrong and I probably am wrong and I will change my mind in the next couple of years, which is, which is the other things is that, is that I think you, you have to sort of, you got to keep moving. Um, because religion is not static. 
well, religionless. Do you, do you know what I mean? Life yes. isn't life isn't static. And in in the times in which we live, part of the problem is the fluidity and instability and uncertainty of life. And and I, and in general, regardless of where anybody lands. So you know, someone may not like where where I am with sort of radical theology and thinking about religiousless Christianity and stuff like that. But if you look at what's happening at religion with religion in Western society, yeah. what you can discern is that things are shifting and changing everywhere. And even those, you know, it's everybody who holds to a belief is struggling with their belief that I come into contact with. Yeah. Why do you why do you think that is? Why do you think there's been so the deconstruction word yeah. is is something that we're we're tossed in with quite a bit. And I mean, we own it. Yeah. Like that's 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 our people, that's our tribe. Those are the people yeah. that that are that, those are our listeners. They're wrestling with with yeah. their faith or lack thereof or every we have atheists, agnostics, Christians, yeah. conservative, liberal. Yeah. They're all listening. Um yeah. Hey people. <laughs> hey guys. Um <laughs> So, it why do seemed, I think that is? It seems like there's a shift. Like uh, it seems yeah. like there's a swelling with like, yeah. pe- you know, people like Rob and and Pete Rollins and the liturgists, yeah. and and yeah. and people are hungry for this. What is well, it in the culture that's shifting? Well, uh, everything. I mean, everything's shifting. It's not just religion. I mean, think of politics at the moment, uh, if you have to. You know, or, <laughs> do we have to? Or, or, you know, or. <laughs> Or economics, or uh, I mean, or gender, or sexual identity. Nothing is static. Everything's on the move. It's on the move because previous codes, previous maps, and previous categorizations are just not adequate anymore. The challenge is, is that with religion, um, particularly um, traditional religions, um, you have. Um, a history to which you are sort of honor bound. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so that adds a, um, an extra like spanner in the works as they, they, they say mm-hmm. um, in, in England to, to mess things up. But I, um, I have two things to say. First, I'll, I'll give you a quote though to, to address that um, from Picasso who said, you can honor tradition by wearing your grandfather's hat or by having grandchildren. <laughs> and, and, and I think that uh, the tendency um, when we handle tradition is to put the hat on. Mm. It's it's familiar. It's safe. It's um, it's rich. It holds a whole lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's also safe because it's a past life. To give birth to something new is to move into unknown territory. And in times of uncertainty, it's very challenging. When, you, when things feel uncertain, to enter into even more uncertainty would seem to be madness. Yep. But personally, I think, I think you have to move deep into the water and feel it's full, the full current against you um, in order to kind of work that out. The other thing is... is, is um, you know um, the philosopher Julia Kristeva. Mm-hmm. Do you know her? I don't. Oh, I don't know. Well, that was 
Did you all three say you don't know? Is that just oh, two oh, out of three? I, I don't know her either. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, she's, a really, she's really interesting. And um, she's, I think, Romanian French. And she may have been or might be Catholic. I'm not sure. But she uh, has written this sort of actually a great little book called uh, the, impossible need to be- the, the Impossible Need to Believe. And mm. she says in this book that um, there, there's a particular paradox in our time, and it's unique to the times in which we live, sort of the late modern, then into the early 21st century. And he said, she said, it's this. We're caught between uh, the need to believe and the desire to know. Mm-hmm. And so the need to believe is um, the, essentially the age-old, timeless quest for understanding of what it means to be human, you know, questions of ultimacy, questions of meaning and stuff that, that have been part of humanity. You know, it's the questions of the philosophers. It's the questions that religion seeks to answer. This is why we're here. This is what life's for. And, 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 and she sort of says, you know, so we, we have this, this need to uh, believe, you know, either that, you know, our lives have meaning or purpose or shape. We want to understand. And that sort of has often and generally been answered by the world of the mythic and the poetic and the, the, the religious and, and the philosophic, you know, so that's the domain of religion, really, you know, yeah, this is the, sure. the meaning yeah. of life and all that stuff. She says, but we live in the era of the, you know, the, the, we, we, we sort of experience the birth of scientific knowledge and human knowledge. And the mythic is now tempered by the scientific and the rational. Yep, yep. So, and, 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 and she sort of argues that this is a very unique thing. And she says that it basically makes everybody a skeptic. So whether you're atheist or theist, at some point in the day, everybody's wondering what the point to life is. <laughs> so, and, and it's this tension. And so I think, uh, and I think that's only grown over the last decade or so as as the world is kind of shifted on its axis and what religion has thrown up is this kind of neo-fundamentalism in a number of different different ways you know what i mean the rise of um, neo-fundamentalism within christianity but also within hinduism within islam even within buddhism you know there are these extremely sort of conservative preservationist movements and increasingly um people who are within those traditions uh, are feel uncomfortable in what used to be their home and they want to let go but they don't know what to let go of or how to let go and there are some things that they want to hold on to and 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 so i i think that the general theme within the culture is is that kind of restlessness and everybody's trying to work it out as best they can and picking particular paths so for me it was kind of really bringing together a whole bunch of elements in in my life you know I, i'd always been interested as as i said in philosophy and i'd always been interested in theology and and uh psychology and sociology and stuff so i just started to sort of work with all of those things and bring them together and have all the intersections of my life begin to sort of fashion and shape how I approached all this stuff. And, and that kind of led to, to a, a kind of 
um, abandoning of things that I just didn't, and not always permanently, but for a while you just lay something aside, you know. And it's it, again, there's. Uh, um, I, I went to see uh, U2 in the middle of all of this. They played. They played Dodger Stadium. Not the world's biggest U2 fan, by the way. After Acton Baby, it all went downhill for me. But. Um, <laughs> But you know, but I, but I appreciate the spectacle. But anyway, I went to see them when they were on that um, the tour. They were touring behind all that you can't leave behind, mm-hmm. and um, uh, one of the, uh, the the logo for the tour was um, a kind of uh, the outline of a suitcase, and uh, in the middle of the suitcase there was the outline of a heart. And the the album is really a question, and the, and, and it's one of those strange questions, you know, all that you can't leave behind. It, it's like the reverse of that is what you have to take with you. Mm-hmm. That would have been the logical thing. But all that you can't leave behind is one of those statements that makes you sort of think about it. And so for me, um, that became a sort of theological method. Um, so what is it that you can't afford to leave behind? When you go on a journey, you don't take everything. And I think faith, belief, religion is ha- has gone mobile for, mm-hmm. for lots of reasons, not the least of which is because of Technology has, has, has forced its hand. It's impossible for it not to be mobile now because it, it lives in, in a digital universe. So it's, it's gone electric. It's gone um, binary. It's gone digital. Um, so it's moving. It's no longer static. And um, so uh, when it's moving, you've got, you have to ask yourself a different set of questions. Um, what, what, can't I, what can't I leave behind? What has to be in my theological suitcase going forward? Yep. And so for me, that that led to a shedding of of lots of things. Um, firstly, it was like, well, I'm you know, I'm not interested, not interested, not interested, not interested. And it was like, oh, interested. What yeah. do I think about this? How how do I? Because you know, I, I I've I've had a um, I've taught you know in in a theological a graduate school, um, but I've also been involved in. Uh, church communities of some kind. So this deconstruction has gone from, you know, I was an Episcopal priest for a while. Um, you know, I did the whole, you know, early charismatic non-denominational things. I, I, I did one of the first ever um, national emerging church services. I, d- I did church in a nightclub. You know, I set fire to things like Peter the Icon, you know, I mean, <laughs> and, um, and that's not to say oh, I've been there and done that. I'm just saying uh, it's been a shedding of uh, of uh, of skin and moving towards uh, making spaces where there is room for what there hadn't been room for first. And I think I think that's where Pete does his really good work. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I think I think you know. I mean, when Pete um, sort of says, you know, um, it's okay to make you know, to have space for your doubt and uncertainty and we need to create communities where, where that takes place. I mean, I, I think that's one of the first and, and vital moves. Uh, and I think it's really important because uh, I, I think for a lot of people, they grew up with religion where, you know, to doubt was to, um, to lose faith yep. ra- yeah. rather than actually to actually perhaps be moving towards some kind of genuine experience or expression of it. So I think that's a, a, a very foundational work. I, I just don't think you can stay there. You can't just yeah. stay doubt and uncertainty. That's not that you, I, I, th- I don't actually think doubt goes away. We're talking about the immaterial. 
Yes. Any, yeah, right. Anybody that doesn't go, what the fuck, yep. um, <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, right. Sorry, sorry do we swear? Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, God, yes, okay. we swear. <laughs> All right, fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Sorry, I, I do that. Um, no, that's good. So, um, you know, I, I don't think, I, I'm not saying, you know, you have to move past uncertainty. I think um, to live with um, contingency and uh, finitude is actually a part, uh, for me, it's a essential core of uh, Christianity. But then you have to, then you have to consider, but how will I be? What will I, what will yeah. I, what will I be in, in, in this? Now I've made space and, and, and I've, I've sort of created um, a, a, a community or a, an environment, whether it's for yourself or for a group of people where you give one another permission to um, acknowledge what hasn't had or been given room to be acknowledged before in, you know, a lot of people have to go out of church to have their, their crack up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not, it it seems like nobody knows how to handle that within. So once you've got that, then, then there's another, the next move is, well, what are you going to work out from, where are you going to go from where are you going to go from there so deconstruction is is about um bu- you know uh building things down so unbuilding if you like mm-hmm. it's deconstruction so you're not yeah. building something up you're actually debuilding you're you're bringing something down to to the the radical roots but when you get there then you go all right so now now i'm i'm here how do I live then um, mm-hmm. uh, a, a religious uh, Christianity? Or, and and, and uh, so for me, where, where where that sort of ended up is is in a very sort of um, materialist uh, expression of that. Um, I, I I think that that uh, I said to somebody somewhere the other week that that I think the future of religion is horizontal, not vertical. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think you're right. <laughs> Because I, th- I, I, I think, um, and, 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 and it might just be for a time, but, you know, we live in um, a digital age. And, and I really do think that uh, the technologies that we employ in life of all kinds, whether it's transportation or, or uh, I think everything is a technology of some sort, but sure. particularly the, the communication technologies, you know, digital technology has had a profound impact on the way religion is expressed uh, yeah. throughout throughout the world, and, and and we don't and we talk a lot about we talk a lot about what we do with technology. We don't talk very much about what we become with technology. Yeah, and I absolutely. Think I think that's the, the the big question because technology, you know, uh, Marshall McLuhan said we we shape our tools, and thereafter our tools shape us. Yeah, and and. Um, to, you know, when when there's a, a a big technological shift, everything changes. Concepts of God, concepts of God, uh, concepts of humanity, human self understanding, um, and in this great exchange of network culture where everything moves across the face of the earth, to me it seems logical that you're going to experience the sacred um, in a horizontal plane rather than. Um, Rather than uh, a, a vertical one, so um, I. But I, 
so for me, it's very much a, a kind of material thing. But that doesn't mean I discount uh, the possibility or the impossibility. I just can't categorize things particularly. Sure. And I can't. So, so you know, I, I, I think the um, words are just, well, to quote, Sorry, I feel like I'm making too many quotes, but <laughs> my my favorite theologian, Nick Cave, the the cynicist, uh, yeah, absolutely, says, you know, that the words are the blanket that we throw on the invisible to give it shape. Oh man, and, shit! Exactly. So, <laughs> so why listen to John Piper when you can listen to Nick Cave? Ah, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. No, just I, you really could have just ended that after. after actually, I, have no idea, I have no idea who John Piper is. I couldn't pick him out of the crowd. And I, I wish I could you, erase you could him have, from my you mind. You could have just ended that sentence with "Why listen to John Piper?" And you could, you know. Well, no offense. Maybe you, should, uh, you know. I think you should always listen to your enemies anyway, if they are your enemies. I like to listen to my detractors. Um, <laughs> I, like to, I like to know what other people are talking about. You know, because I think yeah. I think. I think it's a smart a smart move to know what other people think about stuff, and you can always learn. But anyway, I, I think so. We use we use words, and and really they're just blankets. They just give yeah. something shape. We of course invest them and endow them with uh, meaning that concretizes them. Mm. So God becomes a word, and instead of a blanket over an invisibility that is inexpressible and impossible to know and is wholly something else god becomes a word that we attach lots of stuff to yep yeah. and then, then it becomes a, a, a battleground of uh, of um, uh, things so sometimes you know you have to come you have to find new words or let old words die and just not not use them anymore sure yeah not, not use them for uh a time until uh, new life can be found and they can be recovered because I think words can be recovered, but it takes, it takes a while. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, if everything is awesome, which um, is one of the words I hate most. Um, <laughs> and, and it's one of the words that you hear most when you live in Los Angeles. Hey man, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. You know, you hear that all the time. If, if everything is awesome, nothing is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My burger is awesome. We're in trouble. <laughs> it's just bloody burger. It might be tasty, but it's not awesome. You know, that's just a, that's a sad lack of grammar. Oh, gosh. I love it. All right. We need to talk about your books. So you've got three books coming out in an album uh, this year? Uh, well, I, I, have, I have two, well, hopefully two official books. Um. So I've written this, um, it's, it's a theological memoir. So it's called Sex, God, and Rock and Roll, um, Bits and Pieces of a Theological Life. And um, it's, uh, it's not a, a straight memoir, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah. Um, it's about um, moments in your life that have impact on how you wind up where you are today and it's also combined with um reflections and little essays and notes from my journal and artwork and all this stuff so it's it's kind of a 
it's an experiment in um, in in what uh, might be a a, a a look at the li- a bit of the life that I've lived. Hmm. Does that that make sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, so it, it, you know, I mean, I'm in a little bit of an argument with uh, um, publishers over whether or not that's going to work because they, you know, there's this lie that a memoir is bit really um, that or that a life is a set of coherent you know there's a coherence to your life and a plus b plus c plus d plus e i just don't think i just don't think life works that way i think life i think life is made up of little episodes and uh some you remember and some you don't some you make over important and some you underemphasize. and i don't think there's a grand narrative thread to to life i really don't i think most but but you know when you're dealing with um books and things but anyway, so I have that coming out, which is um, some kind of a memoir. Um, I think I think it'll be an interesting read, personally. Um, yeah, but it sounds but awesome. Why, why, and then I, I, I've also um, I'm co-editing um, a series of books on uh, theology and culture, and the first one is a book that I've co-written with a, a friend of mine called um, "The Aesthetics of Atheism," and it's uh, a book about um, Essentially, it's about theism, atheism, and post-theism, and oh, yeah. it in, involves um, an exploration of uh, the Gospel of Mark combined with uh, a look at uh, cinema, uh, music. I, I, I did chapters on um, Leonard Cohen, David Bowie, and Nick, Nick Cave. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, because David Bowie is the most theological person in the history of rock, um, and then and then I did uh, uh, my friend did film, and then I did uh, a section on the art of Damien Hirst. Oh, okay. Uh, so and and we've sort of taken those three visual or those three uh, communication mediums and threaded them through with um, contemporary explorations of atheism, theism, and post theism. And uh, a reading, uh, a radical reading of the Gospel of Mark. Oh wow, That's awesome. that sounds fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. And then, um, and then I, I, I'm personally putting together. Um, uh, I, I make art. So yeah, um, your Instagram is lit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We would say it's awesome, so, but you hate that word, yeah. so we won't say that. It is lit. Uh, UK it's, bloke. It's, on oh, totally awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so um, I, I, I've, um, I've kept journals pretty much my whole life. And for the last, I don't know, 20, 25 years, every day I make a collage. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I've, um, I'm putting together a, a sort of art book with a bunch of the collages and, and uh, a little reflection to go with each one of them. So... Um, that I think I'm going to self-publish. Uh, and I also do this other thing. Um, I have another uh, Instagram called Situationist Jesus. Uh, and <laughs> do you know about the Situationists? No. no. Okay, the, the, the Situationists were, were a, a group of kind of uh, uh, political artists. Um, they convened in Italy in the 1950s. And uh, they were the sort of precursor of some of the postmodern thinkers. Guy Debord, who wrote The Society of the Spectacle, he was just the sort of the architects of the situationists. And what they did was they created situations. Um, 
so they did sort of street art and they would make um, comic books which were really big in the 1950s you know that was a fairly yeah. new phenomenon in yeah, Europe sure. and they would take they would take comic books and they would like um, work the comic books and fill them full of like political and philosophical ideas so you're thinking you're opening you know your latest um favorite cartoon and you get like uh, an anti-capitalist uh screed cartoon and you can't work out what's going so um <laughs> I, I got this little cartoon of jesus talking to the pharisees and so every day i put some words in jesus's mouth <laughs> ah, <nice. laughs> so I, awesome. called, I called it i called it situation is jesus the internet sayings so um, I might turn that into a little book as well. So um, and that's kind of quotes that I make up and then quotes that I get from places, philosophy, theology, yeah, sure. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Very cool. Um, and then and, and you've got an album coming out. Well, I'm, uh, I'm about to start working on that, whether it will get done this year or not remains to be seen. But, um, yeah, I do a bit of music on the side as as well. So and then we'll see. Um, your Patreon. Yeah, so I'm on Patreon um, for for a couple of reasons. One, um, I I just really wanted to um, create a space where I could maybe um, communicate a bit wider with uh, people, um, and and really I'm I'm putting uh, a lot of stuff up there. You know, there are book studies and talks and blog posts and you know stuff. There's interesting things over there. So. You know, if, if any of this stuff interests you, I, I, I think I, I, I've done a lot of work with uh, Pete. We've done a lot of things together. And uh, we're both sort of really um, interested in sort of supporting people and helping them think through where they're at. And as I said, um, I've, I've spent the last 30 years pretty much every week in some kind of community gathering. So... I know some shit about church. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. So we're going to have all those links in the show notes so people can go and, and see your website, your Patreon, both your Instagrams, uh, your Twitter as well. Um, my clothing line, my beach, but my beaches. Yes. <laughs> your, your, your cruise that you're going to take, I assume. Um, oh, yeah, my, big, my, my big cruise, the Caribbean though. Yes. So I, I have one final question, and it's probably the most important question of the evening. Um, so if you had to live on a desert island yeah. with either Rob Bell or Pete Rollins, who would you choose and why? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's easy. I'd choose, I'd choose Pete Rollins. <laughs> now, why? Why? Because he's funny. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Uh, that's cool. so great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And, and also, he's, he's also uh, British, so we can both be sarcastic, cynical, and moan about our situation stuck on a desert island. Rob would try and work out how to get off it. Yes, and, he would. You know, <laughs> He'd be the know. eternal optimist about, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to do this. We can, get, we can get through this. No, you've got to remember, I'm British. It's not a question of, you know, is the glass half empty or full? It's, is there a glass? <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Barry. Thanks, Barry. So it's great to talk. Thanks. Now that we puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. The fire.
five stars get red, but one star is dead to us. Feedback, bitches. To us. Five stars. I'm excited about this five star. Four of them. Four. Nice. We're officially over 200 five stars. Nice. Thanks, guys. Eat your heart out outside the walls. <laughs> We but never did finish. No, we never did. Uh, Guess what? We just won. <laughs> so we never settled that bet, did we? Nope. Yeah. Time to pay the fiddler, <laughs> Bojangles. <laughs> okay. This is by Nyla Rocker. It's called Sarah McLaughlin Got Nothing on This. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Sarah McLaughlin uh, paired with puppy commercials will make you cry, you haven't heard the pastards. <laughs> Whether tears of laughter on your morning commute or full inspiration from... <laughs> Donate now, or I'm going to strangle this puppy to death. ASPCA. Donate now, or Michael will slam another puppy against the garage door. Preach. All right, go ahead. Donate now, or I'm going to drown these five puppies in a bag in the river. What a shit pile. God, that's horrible. That's pretty all right. That's, that's terrible. That's all right. All right. Anyway. Whether tears of laughter in your morning commute or full inspiration from the further up and further in portion, these turds won't fail to move you. This podcast and the pub community surrounding it have become like family to me. If you want a place without judgment and belonging. Wait, who is this person? Nyla Rocker. Naya? Nyla. Nyla. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Release yourself. Reveal yourself Listen to, to this us. podcast and support them on Patreon. One way or another, it will change your life. Oh, thanks. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, and this is called Awesome. <laughs> How fitting is that? <laughs> By Meter Fever. Because Michael says it every interview 37 times. Yes, he does. Every interview? It's like a tick. Every, it's a tick. It with is. You. It's yeah. like a facial twitch. When you don't know, how to say, when you know what to say, you just say, that's ah, awesome. You do. That yeah. is awesome. You do. Go back and listen yeah. to him. Oh, uh, now you've ruined it. Now, yeah. I, now I can never say it ever again. Well, thank God. God damn uh, it. This is by Meter Fever. He just joined the pub today. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I have been out of the church for almost six years now and was a youth pastor for a while. Oh, um, God. Our condolences. Yeah. You guys echo a lot of my views, and I'm so glad to have found your podcast. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep it up. Thanks, Meter. This is meter. called Still Listening to Nirvana as well by Sickles' <laughs> Sickles's Leg. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just started listening to the podcast because of the Rachel Held Evans episode. Instantly hooked and downloaded five episodes I will most likely devour this weekend instead of writing lesson plans. <laughs> Keep them coming, my dudes. <laughs> nice. Thanks, friend. Now, this one. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, my God. Now, this one. You can't read this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Shit. Called Void is Good All the Time by Brian Bleep. Okay. All the time, Just Void is Good. settle in, folks. One day, something called Ask a Pastor pops up on my podcast feed. Curious, I took a listen. I laughed so hard, I almost schlit myself. <laughs> I embarked on a binge and cranked through every single episode in two months. Wow. Oh my God. Yes, all of them. I skipped nothing. And by the way, when you listen to that many episodes in a short period of time, Bojangles doesn't show up every couple of months. He shows up two or three times a week. That's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot of Bojangles. Anyways, oh, I've learned many things from the pastors. Much of it good. Much of it you can't scratch out of your mind no matter how hard you try. Hashtag MC Hammers Anaconda in a bag. <laughs> the show is hosted by Matt, Brad, and Michael. Matt and Brad are brothers from each other's mother who enjoyed howling along to awful 80s music. Michael, a.k.a. Captain Sleep Apnea, grew up in Northern, grew up in Northern Carolina. 
<laughs> has at least two brothers who are beekeepers and had way too much fish growing up as a child. He lives on a farm with his wife and three children, White Witch, Puddle Glum, and Luke Beecham. He missed many, he missed many days. <laughs> I told you it's epic. He missed many days of homeschool growing up, including but not limited to the days where they learned the location of the Northwest, the difference between escalator and evil. Uh, elevator the difference between anonymity and immunity how to not pronounce the p and pterodactyl how to pronounce anglicanism how to pronounce most words in the english language michael is the brainchild of the whole operation occasionally he has a stroke of genius more often he just has a stroke <laughs> hashtag, that's, that's terrible i actually had a stroke yeah, hashtag burnt toast some of the pastor's favorite movies include the core two planet of the earth planet of the earth two the astronaut starring matt damon guardians of the galaxy two starring patrick swayze Rudy starring Ben Affleck, anything starring Ben Affleck, Rambo 2, The Stiffening 2, Throbbing and Grotesque, the full-length feature film. The show itself is a bit of an enigma. I'm only halfway through. One one week, Michael is reading the entire lyrics of Umbot for no reason whatsoever. The very next week, they are interviewing Rob Bell. Someone, please tell me what the hell is going on here. Have a listen if you like. If you if you like to just be sure, uh, if you like, just be sure to bring your baseball bat, air horn, and a rape whistle. I would suggest starting with episode 69. If you still have a desire to listen after that, there's something very wrong with you, and you'll fit in very well here. Hashtag honey glazed ham. Hashtag nature's Rubik's Cube. My only two qualms with the podcast are as follows. One, they got rid of the tip of the week before Michael had a chance to read the lyrics to the ding dong song. Hashtag root to tip of the week. Number two, I can't seem to figure out where these guys stand theologically. I rummaged around on jizzmuzzle.com to try and find their statement of faith, but to no avail. I have a terrible feeling. God, we need to do that. I have a terrible feeling that they might not be barn again. Not to worry, I'm putting together a care package for them that should get to them back on the straight and this should get them back on the straight and narrow, which will include the case for Christ by Lee Strobel, some Stephen Curtis Chapman CDs, God's Not Dead one, two, three, four, and five. Oh, they made a fifth one? God's Not, not Dead yet. Teen Study Bible, God's Not Dead Forty Day Devotional, God's <laughs> Not Dead for Women, and the nifty little handbook of sixty nine irrefutable arguments to prove God definitely exists by Ray Comfort's banana. In case none of this works and they miss the rapture I'll be including 35 Jim Baker Fiesta buckets and a couple for Matt and Brad, too. (laughs) I laughed out loud at that. I'm the worship leader of my evangelical church, so I can relate to these guys on many levels. David Crowder has finished me off more times than I would like to admit. (laughs) Hashtag more ton, more power. More ton, more power. (laughs) I have privately deconstructed my faith down to almost nothing, and I haven't told a soul. I bleeped my last name for the very, very off chance someone I know is listening to this podcast. It's been rough, but it feels like the pastors are right there walking with me. Good thing he likes it rough. (laughs) Go ahead. Whatever the postmodern term for shepherd's heart is, these guys definitely have it. I guess you can't take the pastor out of the pastorate after all. I'd like to close with some Bible Mad Libs using nothing but turdisms and hashtags. You're welcome. 2 Kings 2, 23-24. From there, Florida man went up to Martinsville. As he was walking along the road, some crunchy New Agers came out of the town and jeered at him. Going up, you butt smuggler, they said. Going up, you butt smuggler. Oh, my God. He turned around, aqua dumped at them, and called down a curse on them in the name of, in the name of Randy. Then two leg humping, then two leg humping Michaels came out of the woods and mauled four of the crunchy New Agers. Matthew 5, 27 to 29. You've heard that it was said, do not commit onanism. But I tell you that anyone who tantric stretches at a woman lustfully has already committed onanism with her in his thunder pussy. <laughs> If your pussy pop causes you to fire into the sun, gouge it out and throw it away. 
That's Dude, it. That is unbelievable. I told you, that is the best review we've ever had. Well, no, I told you it, it, it was on par with what Ian wrote. Like it's it even was better. Oh, Ian's it's better. better. Yeah. That is God. Ian's that incorporated everything. everything. That was yeah. so good. Wow. Yep. He went all the way back. That's that, fantastic. I don't even know what to say. That Thank is you. pretty amazing. That's pretty epic. Oh, thanks, Brian. Get in the pub. I think I think he's trying to get in the pub. He we had a mysterious Brian support us on Patreon. And I had to send him a private message saying, hey, don't forget to get in the pub. So I wonder if it's that same brand. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, All right. Yeah. I've got oh, a shitload shit. of uh, feedback. And this, we had so much <laughs> feedback. This is actually pared down. Well, thank so, God for that. Honorable mention, Jason Williams at JW47421 at Pastors Podcast. Such a great interview with Rachel Held Evans. She sounds so much like Julia Roberts that I thought I was listening to her the whole time. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49. <laughs> Jordan Nelson at Jordan underscore S underscore Nelson at Pastors Podcast. Has anyone ever counted how many times dude named Polly, can't tell them apart, has said something to the effect of, I'm done. This week will be my last podcast. (laughs) I would, but pretty sure I can't count that high. (coughs) Hashtag Randy the movie. Hashtag L Ed teacher problems. That was you, that, by the way. That's you that he's referring to. Yeah, it probably yep. is. Yeah. Pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. Megan Jessup at Megan underscore Jessup. As a writer, I truly appreciate Rachel Held Evans' voice and wisdom on Pastor's Podcast. Thanks for always allowing a place for powerful women to still have a place at the table. Yep. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49. Zach Crater. Crater didn't touch her. Crater barely knew her. Zach Crater at Crater didn't touch her. Thanks for the pizzas, buddy. Uh, Wait, what? He sent Beth and I. He and Lisa sent. Beth oh well, that's pizzas. awesome. Yeah, Giordano's. Giordano's too. dry oh, ice. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get any fucking pizza. Thanks well, your wife doesn't have cancer. So. That's very true. Yeah, it's cancer pizza. That pizza's it's good <laughs> shit, by the way. Giordano's. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have our that hashtag. God damn it! That is one of the worst things you've ever said I, ever. You in know, a, in a litany of shitty if, things. If you've I can't, said. if I can't laugh about this, I like I mean, she's. She's got one more chemo treatment, damn it. Okay. And one uh, surgery left, and we're done. At, at Pastor's Podcast, hashtag further up, further in was so sweet. Rachel Held Evans is a national treasure. Her husband mm-hmm. sounds like he's a good hang. Yeah. You three are okay. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49. Susan Frazier at Frazier underscore RN. Hey, at, she's in the pub. Yep. At Pastor's Podcast at Rachel Held Evans on the mayonnaise of podcasts is the highlight of my week. Uh, hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49 Hashtag No More Billy Ocean Hashtag So Creepy Hashtag Also DC Talk I, th- So people have been side, side, I, got, I had to think about this when I was doing this Somebody posted like they're doing screenshots in the pub yeah. Of different all the podcasts they're listening to And I think I think it was Greg He did a screenshot He had like five podcasts It was like us The Pastor's Pub podcast mm-hmm. feed uh, Twisted Sisters Liturgists and I think one other podcast I don't know. I'm like, uh, Craft called. They want their miracle whip back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right. Proceed. Uh, <laughs> Peter Thurley at PF Thurley. Sitting down with at S Wolf Girl 1987 to listen to the Pastors Podcast chat with Rachel Held Evans, one of our shared faith heroes. We traveled to Minneapolis in late 2015 to her first Why Christian Conference, and it changed our faith lives for the better. Uh, she joined the pub. Yes, she did. Uh, at Lounge Iguana. <laughs> uh, listening to the wonderful Rachel Held Evans on Pastors Podcast reminded me just how good the boys are at foofy interviews. Relaxed, funny, but still giving her plenty of space. The result was a pleasure to listen to. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you for being a friend. It is a man. man. And it's not Jordan. 
No, it's not. So I know who it is. I think I, they don't want their identity revealed. It's uh, somebody in the pub, though. Yeah, I think I know who it is. Okay. We've only got what four people from England. It's All right, Becky Seville. Yeah, uh, Melissa Ryan at Mel the Warrior Pastors Podcast. Well, I can mark getting Rick rolled on a podcast off my bucket list. You're welcome. <laughs> Hashtag Milwaukee Dad Forty Nine. Davies Davy Slus Slus at Dave the Explorer. Check out Rachel Davey, Held Davey, Evans on Davey, Pastors Davey, Podcast Episode One Hundred Three. Other than her part, this podcast is brought to you by the number 288 because it was too gross. Hashtag, <laughs> wouldn't that be a gross? Hashtag, Milwaukee Dad 49. He is like the king of dad jokes. Yeah. Are we? Question. Are we into the top 10? No, yet? we're not. I Jesus. told you there was a shitload. Uh, I, t- I left out a lot. Remember when no Brad idea. was like, I'm going to take over, so I'm well, shorter. It was a special episode. Eat shit. Joshua Schilling at <laughs> Schilling 21 Josh. Every time the pastors podcast sing along to some song at the top of their lungs, I think of how funny it would be to hear just their mic tracks with the song removed. No, you don't New want Patreon that. exclusive. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49. Hashtag technically shit, but a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Mm. Figuratively shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, Melinda Joy loves Melinda Joy loves milk duds at Joyful Turd. <laughs> Pastors podcast. You guys never fail to bring back memories of growing up in the 80s and all the crappy songs that came with it. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad 49. Hashtag eat a handful of Vicodin. Hashtag don't eat detergent. Hashtag alcoholic pudding. Eat the Vicodin, not the detergent. <laughs> uh, Paul Fodder. Didn't, didn't touch her. her. Never heard really of her. Yeah, Paul Fodder. God, we have ruined so much shit. He gets into the pub today. And like the first, first nine one. people are like, yeah, I know, barely knew or, well, or then, didn't touch. And anybody comes along, everyone's like, "Damn it, somebody beat me to it." Welcome home, God. We are the worst. Uh, Rachel Held Evans at Pastors Podcast. Love the interview on the last episode, but seriously, please schedule Dan an interview. He sounds like he deserves some airtime. We need Dan. We need Dan. <laughs> uh, once again, Davy Davy Slus Slus caught Davey. Pastors Podcast Community Church O two. Need to stop and ruminate on this for a bit, holding on tight while my paradigm continues to shift. At Milwaukee Dad forty nine at uh, hashtag no not at Milwaukee Dad forty nine. What, the fuck what are you that? doing? I want to do my own music sometimes. Top ten. I see it in your eyes. What the hell is this? What is this? It's Mark Schultz. Who? Who? Mark Schultz. If you can say it again, it's not going to matter. Michael W. Smith ripoff guy. I would rather listen to Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang on an endless loop than this. I would listen to Wang Chung. That is You're welcome. Right off. My God. Oh. All right, go ahead. Top 10. Can I? Yeah. Jeez. Let me play it again. Nope, no, sure I don't. don't. Nope. Uh, Ryan M. at Pop Pop in the Attic. Which is <laughs> the best at ever. Uh, at Pastors Podcast, just started 103. Deeply, deeply disappointed in myself to find that I, too, still know all the words to colored people. Hashtag <laughs> fuck my life. Hashtag not down with the DC talk. Hashtag epidermis. <laughs> Pardon me, uh, epidermis is showing, sir. Number nine, uh, a bunch of signs at ever focused. At Pastors Podcast, so the Rachel Held Evans episode was the first I listened to, and you guys are awesome. Uh, hashtag Milwaukee Dad Forty Nine. I will I definitely be back. Sorry, 
Never mind. P.S. Considering my birthday is in June, I should totally just be a winner of her book. I don't think she won. I feel bad now. Oh, what was that? What uh, was it's like Jeez. a peace sign emoji and then something else. And then no, I never focused. I'm sorry, right. buddy. Uh, just not number eight. Hair. Pterodactyl drumsticks at <laughs> at Milwaukee Dad forty nine. <laughs> at Pastor's podcast. <laughs> at well, wait till you hear number one. At Rachel Held Evans, can't figure out why I'm trending on Twitter all of a sudden. Anyone know what's going on? Hashtag Tide Pods on Fat Bastards. Hashtag Bleach a Cola to wash it down. Jeez. <laughs> Number seven. Christine Oz- uh, X Tina OZ at Hooked on Earbuds. <laughs> Teen hit so many milestones on Pastors Podcast that I had to get my baby book out to write them down. <laughs> Top five tweets mentioned in hashtags name mispronounced. Hashtag Xine OZ. Hashtag not X Tina. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad Forty Nine. X Teen kind of sounds like a porn website. <laughs> no, it doesn't. X Teen number six. Heather Sutcliffe at God. Why do you talk? Heather P Foles. First time listening today, and I nearly choked, laughed till tears, <laughs> and yelled yes a thousand times over. Sweet mercy, you've turned me into a listener. Oh, sweet. sweet. Well, we'll we'll run you off soon Jackpot. enough. It's all so, the gun talk we had today and the yes. dead birds. Number five, Meg at Rose Nose yep. eight twenty at Rachel Held Evans on, on Pastors Podcast talking about the mom guilt and expectations mm. put on moms by the church. Major light bulb moment for me. Hashtag Milwaukee Dad forty nine. Hashtag good till you get to the middle. Hashtag wait on your tongue. Wait, <laughs> weighty on your tongue. Couldn't help myself. Number four, Marley Ann at Marley Ann. Am on at Pastors Podcast. Jam on. Three little birds. Buffalo soldier. All right. At Pastors Podcast, I had to walk away from my cubicle because I was laughing so hard this morning from all the sound effects while Rick Astley plays in the background. <laughs> but seriously, Rachel Held Evans gives me, gives me courage. Thank you. Hashtag uh, Milwaukee Dad 49. Number three, Tracy with a Y at uh, that girl with the ukulele. I need to plan another indie trip to chat with the brothers Polly while sober or at least only mildly buzzed. That other podcaster. He's dead to me. <laughs> Hashtag three bowls of mayonnaise is sitting around a table. Hashtag jizz muzzly goodness. Hashtag technically shit, but a lot of fun to listen to. Number two, Shan Ware at Shan X. Shan Eliminating Dong. Shan Ware. It's just never going to die. I know. I'm so not. sorry, Sean. Uh, because Pastors Podcasts have had Rachel Held Evans on their podcast, I am now one Kevin Bacon degree from her swoon. <laughs> Which she, she liked that too. I, I loved it. <laughs> Number one, at Lounge Iguana. Oh, great. <laughs> I have to sing this. Lingam is a dinosaur from your imagination. His purple head will rock your bed with tantric penetration. (laughs) Hashtag, I'm so sorry. Hashtag, just one week late. Hashtag, Milwaukee Dad 49. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. I laughed out loud when I heard it, when I read it. So, yeah, pretty, pretty great. So that that's why number one. Yeah. All right. Well, hmm. I don't know where to go. I had this queued up. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally one brain. You wait. 
Who's playing this? Yeah, me. But you had it queued uh-huh. up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we yeah. both had everybody have fun tonight by Wang Chung. <laughs> Jesus, Matt, this whole time for the last like five minutes. You have is that what you were looking at? Well, you said Wang Chung. Yep. I'm like, oh, I'm getting Wang Chung. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Oh gosh, you everybody, guys, Wang guys. Chung tonight. All right. Everybody <laughs> have fun tonight. Everybody. No. No. Yeah. He drove a million miles. That is backseat voice. That is some eighties pop goodness. That's some shit. It right is, there, man. Yeah, it is. Streets back. All right. All right, Michael, shut up. All right, hashtag. All right, no, no, wait. Uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, ingloriousjizzmuzzle.com. <laughs> No, it's just ingloriouspastors.com or jizzmuzzles.com. You decide. Russian roulette. Um, support us on... Uh, Either way, you die. Yeah. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Support us on patreon.com to join Pastors Pub. Uh, get access to our spinoff podcast, Pastors Community Church, Hymns of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, and uh, buy us around and even help shape the content of this show. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com. Slash Pastors Podcast. Link in the show notes, bitches. <laughs> Hashtags. What do we got? Hashtag cover you with hot content. <laughs> it's so sticky. Why is the content here so sticky? <laughs> Hashtag creepy asshole. Hashtag uncle man purse. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know why, Matt carries a giant man purse with him full of books. It's and an old nature. And my kids think it is ridiculous. I love and they call him it And they I, call him Uncle Man anytime Purse. Anytime I go to your house, I bring it with that me. That is not... By the way, I had nothing no, to do I with know. that. It's that fantastic. is totally them. It is my it's my favorite. I love being an uncle just for that reason. Uh, hashtag, I own them all on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> true. Hashtag, coyotes ate two of my cats. It's true. Hashtag, my neighbor's deer net. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but that's really Hashtag good. emotional support peacock. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. I like this one. Hashtag emotional support instrument. <laughs> that's, that's pretty strong. Hashtag. I'm the only one with the thing. <laughs> you said that for something. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> Hashtag Jabba the Hutt style. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spray your musk all over the room. <laughs> Hashtag this is from Barry. Hashtag doing what you do. <laughs> uh, Hashtag good, good thing he likes it rough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Good Brian, thing. Brian, that's the guy who wrote the review. That's why I said that. In- oh, I thought you were talking oh. about Barry when you said it. No, I said oh, it after the review. Right. Brian in the review. Hashtag it's cancer pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, he said that. He sure as hell did. Thanks for the cancer pizza, crater. <laughs> Uh, hashtag Here's Bibles, cancer pizza, <laughs> bubbles, bruising, bubbles, ball sacks, and cancer pizza. Uh, it's a, it's a new podcast. Put that on your Twitter. <laughs> uh, hashtag either way you die. Yes. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. I've got uh, flip flops and hot weather. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, hashtag sex, death, happiness, or money. <laughs> hashtag a damn cloth hanging on the sink. <laughs> hashtag I don't think this is my granny's version. <laughs> hashtag fucking comfort. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use that, but that's... <laughs> That was that was a highlight of the of That's the interview. Really good. Uh, hashtag. By the way, you're not my dad. I don't even know what that's from. <laughs> that was about me. Was, uh, hashtag. Be a bad boy and move on. Hashtag. I shagged your girl in Texas, and that's why I'm talking to you. Hashtag. Why listen to John Piper instead of Nick Cave? Hashtag. It's just a bloody burger. Hashtag. I had to go a little harder. Hashtag, hashtag, they're piles of shit, and I own the, I own them on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's true, totally true. <laughs> and then hashtag, eat our figurative shit. Eat our Ouch. Okay. On the table. You know Matt's drunk when he literally just oh. hit his hand on the table and hurt himself. No, I hit my bone. Ah, oh, that hurt. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> go ahead and hashtag that. There's our winner. <laughs> I hit okay. my bone. Here's what I got. Uh, hashtag double dick jokes. <laughs> hashtag very good boy. <laughs> hashtag daggum coyotes. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good too. Uh, hashtag bird episode. Hashtag rocket nozzle. Hashtag uh, fucking comfort. Uh, hashtag left of center dresser. I like that. Uh, hashtag it's cancer pizza. Hashtag all the gun talk and dead birds. I also just thought of another one. And hashtag hit my bone. Hashtag I hit my bone. I thought of uh, hashtag literal shit eating morons. (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of on board. I hit my bone. Yeah, I think I hit my bone. We're not going to do cancer pizza. (laughs) But we have cover you in hot content. <laughs> Cover you with hot content. Oh man, emotional that's pretty su- good too. Emotional support instrument, or <laughs> it's, can- support or it's cancer pizza. Cancer pizza. There's so many good ones in this. Whatever we choose is going to be the wrong. God, one. we can't do cancer pizza. Your poor wife. Uh, oh. I'm kind of in covering you in hot content. <laughs> Cover you, cover you with hot content. Cover you with hot content. In or with? With. Cover you with hot content. Okay. So if you've if you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag cover you with hot content. Uh, it's regarding our Patreon account. Oh, man. Uh, cover you with hot content. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. But see, it's funny because it's not just about our Patreon content, Michael. Yeah, I know. Uh, so at, 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 at Pastor, Matt. At Jizz Muzzle. Um, <laughs> at MJ Basinger. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Instagram and Glorious Pastors. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, hit the button, buddy. So long. 
Be sure to check out our friends Twisted Sisters on their Apple podcast feed. Just listen to their their most recent one. Callie's back. Spoiler alert. Callie's back. Calculon's back. Callie's back in town. (laughs) That's a a great future. Oh, my God. I love it. I've been watching that show again. That'd be really freaking brilliant, man. Those first few seasons. Yeah, they are. God. Kiff, have the boy lay out my formal uniform. The boy, sir. You, Kiff, you lay out my formal uniform. Ladies, please. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. I'll get the jurgen, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to send wave and wave of you after to die. You suck. <laughs>